Welcome to the ALR GPA podcast. I'm your host, GPA. Tonight, we got a very special guest, uh, a very good friend of mine, somebody that I've known for many, many years, uh, somebody that um, constantly to this day puts me up on game when it comes to music, um, somebody that's been around since the early days, going all the way back to the beginning of my career, to watching other people's careers during the recording times, and also a dude that's super into cars, um, has a funny laugh, um, and just an all-around cool dude, man. So right now, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest tonight, Omar Garcia, and in my world, a.k.a. Pac-Man. What's good, Omar? How you doing, What's man? up, brother? What's up, brother? <laughs> it's all good, bro. It's all love. I don't, man. So how's everything going, Doug? You know, hey, good as usual, bro. You know, we're blessed, bro. Blessed to be here right now. No we're doubt. Blessed. No doubt, man. So let's jump right into this. Omar, like, where are you from? Where were you born? Give us a little background on, on your childhood growing up. Oh, yeah, bro. You know, you know, I was born in TJ, bro. Born in TJ, you know, in Tijuas. You know, I was brought over here at a very young age. Very young. I started my elementary here in uh, San Diego. Lived in Linda Vista in my early childhood. Oh, for real? Yeah, I lived in Linda Vista, bro. You know, went to Linda Vista Elementary, you know, uh, did a, man, I got to meet so much people back then too, bro. You know, a lot of people got to know me. A lot of people got to know me, man, because I was always that kid around the streets, you know. So even back then, man, you know, the music thing was a big deal to me, bro. Always mm -hmm. has been, always has been a big deal to me, man. So, you know, even living in Linda Vista, how the, everything started with the music was even uh, going to the skate thing, bro. In Linda Vista, it's still around, oh, okay. too, bro. It, you know, the skate world. Didn't they just you know, save that within skate. this last year? They saved that? Didn't they just save yes, it this last brother. year? They saved it, bro. It was going to be torn down, man. Uh, yeah, that's where I heard most of my music back in the days, bro. You know, it was cool, bro. You know, I was that kid, bro. I always had that. Uh, that ear for the music, you know? So what, what was the first song that you heard at the skating rink where you're like, yeah, that's my shit? Bro, it was, uh, you'd be surprised, man. It was... Uh, Don't tell me it was like Dancing, Dancing Queen by ABBA, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, it wasn't, man. It was actually, uh, it was uh, Atomic Dog, bro. Oh, okay. Dog, man. Uh, George Clinton, man. Was George it the regular Clinton. version or the remix? It, it must have been the regular version back then, bro. But it was cool, man. You know, that, that made me want to go out and do my skating. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was cool, bro. Because, you know, I was, I was always into the music. So, man, I would even go up to the DJ booth to just see what he was playing, bro. Hey, okay. can I get the name to that? Can I do, you know, even that, bro? Back then, I was I was a youngster, too, bro. I don't know how, but I had that ear, man. Yeah, no doubt. So you lived in you lived in Linda Vista. And how long was that time? How long were you there for? To what age? I lived, I was, I was there till like the beginning of, uh, I would say, to like 1987, bro. We oh, okay. lived in Linda Vista. So I was in middle school when we moved out. Mm -hmm. You know, and we moved over here to Lomito Village. 
Okay. You know, it's a different environment, bro. Different environment back then, the late 80s, early 90s, you know? Yeah, no doubt. The Mita Village was different, bro. You know? Yeah. It is. And uh, I went to Keeler Middle, down piece to Keeler Middle down there, but, you know, uh, then from there, uh, you know, I was growing up, man, Southeast San Diego, bro, you know, it's just crazy, bro, back then. So the from one area to another why don't you like juxtapose it what's the what was the big glaring difference between the two areas well you know bro it, i would say that you know there was more rasa over here bro in the in the lomita village the rasa you know there was everywhere down in in linda vista bro back then it was more of the the culture was not too much rasa, but the Vietnamese culture had started. When we first moved there, man, the Vietnamese culture just like it bombarded Linda Vista, bro. Mm. And uh, and it was a trip because you know everywhere we went, you know, even school was full of Vietnamese, bro. And I was uh, I was like the only Mexican, you know, a few of us little Mexican kids, you know, hanging around all these Vietnamese people, you know, learn trying to learn their their you know their culture too at the same mm-hmm. time. So, yeah. you know, it was just a different thing, bro, back then. You know, um, another thing that I did a lot was in Linda Vista, man, we, we started, after the, the skating rink, man, uh, I used to skateboard. Oh, okay. Uh, go, do half pipes, everything, bro. When skateboard started came, coming in hard, bro, I got to meet Tony Hawk. Uh, oh, shit. Bro, all that. You know, I was a youngster, bro, because living yeah. in the Vista, man. You know, a lot of a lot of Claremont, all that was like hardcore for the skating, bro. The skateboarding, yeah. you know. So let me ask you this: You said about skateboarding. What kind of trucks did you use? What what, what, what kind of trucks were you? Uh, Independence and traffic right. trucks, bro. <laughs> Independence, tell me. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember being because we're the same age, you know. And I remember uh, there was a big big beef between people and their trucks you know what i'm saying like you had to have you had the dudes that were all about independent you had the dudes that were all about tracker and then you had the dude you had the i used to see them as the dudes that had cash they had the goings remember the goings 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 were goings were expensive i remember they were super expensive and i used to think well they're cheating when they used to grind because remember the going had the little loop in there that would that would look at And I was like, man, they're cheating because you wanted, I wanted my trucks to be grind, you know, grinded down, bro. And it's like <laughs> truck, you know, the, the, the independence from my shit, dog. That's why I had to ask that, dude. Were you a, what oh, kind yeah, of trucks bro. did you have, bro? Yeah. It was either independence or tracking, bro. Yeah. What kind of, what and kind I of wheels had, did you roll on? The wheels, I don't remember. It was the, uh, I know they were uh, the last ones I think I got were like the Peralta, some Peralta style wheels, bro. Oh, okay. I was a uh I was a Hussoy Rocket dude, man. Yeah. I had yeah, Hussoy Rockets. I had a uh Santa Cruz board, bro. Santa Cruz okay. Rob Rob Scott, you know. Oh, which one did you have? The uh which one was it, bro? I had two. I don't remember exactly what boards I had, bro. Yeah, I remember the but first real cool, board man. I bought. I remember the first real board I bought. Uh, do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. On Telegraph Canyon, there was a skateboard shop. Do you remember that? 
No, it was right off. It was right off the eight hundred five, and I remember going in there, and just I remember I went and browsed, dude, just kind of looking to see what I wanted to get. And the first board that caught my eye was a, a Vision Cycle Stick. Yes. And I was like, "How much is that board?" And they told me the price or whatever. And then I said, "How much the truck? How much of the trucks? How much of the wheels? What kind of bearings did you have, Doc? Were you German or are you Swiss?" German, bro. Ah, yeah. German bearings. That's my dude, bro. <laughs> For all you people that are listening bro, right now, this, hey, you, yeah, bro, you know, you know, you you would go like this to the wheel, they just keep on going, bro. Hell yeah, bro. You know, you, you slide that wheel over with your hand, and they just kept on going. So the people listening right now, dude, the, the normal, the normal, uh, the normal listeners right now are like, "What the fuck are they talking about, bro?" I was a skater too at one point until the streets took me, <laughs> but I was a skater. Um, so I remember getting yeah, I think I remember everybody, going, everybody in that time, bro, were skating. I wanted to man. be Hosoi, bro. I wanted to be Christian Hosoi, doc. Right? You know, see, he was a rock star, bro. I wanted to be Christian Hosoi. I wanted to be Christian Hosoi, but I wanted to be part of the Bones Brigade, dude. You know what I'm saying? Because Bones Brigade was <laughs> fucking cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and talking about all that, too, bro, remember, man, you wanted to wear the gear, too, bro, the vision streetwear, yep. the shoes. Oh man, you know you wanted to you want to be all about the gear at the same time, bro. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, this was around that time too. Do you remember when SeaWorld had a skateboard show? Yes, uh, it was. Uh, what was it called? Uh, I remember I used to go there, man. Those guys were they they did their thing, bro. They were badass. Yeah, yeah I remember I that. It was like it was Beat Street. It's something something streets. It was called something street. Something yeah. SeaWorld streets. Something. Street, street street i know because it was vision street it was sponsored by vision streetwear yeah and i remember they had a little skateboard shop in there too and it was all vision skateboards yes you know what i'm saying i remember i remember that shit um so going back to so you were skateboarding this is all linda vista right you're skateboarding linda vista you don't have pipes you then you move why did you guys move by house or something and my parents, uh, we were they were renting uh, Inland Vista, bro. So finally, they decided to, you know, they wanted to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. So you know, they were looking for a while and looking for a while, and um, they're like, you know, we're gonna move to Skyline, you know. And uh, they found a home there, man. And yeah, cool home, bro. You know, hey, we were the they were the, we we're like the kids with the the neighborhood pool, you know. Yeah, I remember that pool. <laughs> So you hit, you hit, you hit the new neighborhood. Your first day walking outside to go skateboard, because that's probably what you did. What was your experience? Yes, what was the, what was, was the big shock? Bro. You know, the, the big shock was, you know, I went down uh, skateboarding down the Lomita Park Road and you see nothing but tagging everywhere, man. And like throughout the sidewalks, everything, the, they used to have a bathroom back then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you would go there, bro, and I was like, man, this is, I, I don't feel like I belong, bro. You know, uh, it was totally different. It was a culture clash for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, then you start seeing things and you're like, oh, wow, man, this is, this is different. This is different, mm-hmm. you know? And back then you had a little bit of uh, people skating too at the same time, you know, but there wasn't that many skaters over here in Lomita. There wasn't. Not like the way mm-hmm. I was doing it, but in uh, Linda Vista. Mm-hmm. And then, so you hit the block, and who's the first friend you made? The first friend I made, bro, is uh, 
I have a good friend, man, Marky, bro. Marky lived up the street from me, man. Um, good guy, bro. You know, shout out to Marky, bro. Me and him. Shout out to Mark, yeah. You know, uh, him and I had Pedro, you know, oh, because Pedro too, bro, because uh, Pedro Vera, shout out to Pedro, bro. Cause, uh, shout out to Pedro. You know, the other <laughs> the manager, manager Pedro. The manager, bro. Here. You know, we'll get to that, bro. But, you know, hey, because uh, I started going to Keeler and Pedro used to go to Keeler, bro. Mm. And that's how we met. That's how, when I, you know, that's another thing, you know, going, starting school, bro, middle school down over here. And uh, I didn't know nobody. Oh, you know, so you, you you were that that outsider, you know. So you know, I got to luckily, a man, I got to meet a, you know, a lot of new friends. Got to meet all kinds of new friends, you know. They used to we used to ride the bus. Mm. It, you know, we ride the bus, bro, and you know, school bus or it was crazy. Bus? The the school bus, bro. You know, it was a trip, bro. You know, he used to drop us off right there and uh, almost right there off of uh, San Vicente in uh, Skyline. Mm. They would pick us up there and they would drop us off there, bro. So it was crazy, bro. It was a crazy block, you know? Yeah. You know what's crazy nowadays, though, is that kids that, you know, that go to neighborhood schools, they don't get bussed anymore. Remember, we, used, we I got bussed. I got yeah, bussed bro. to middle school and I got bussed to high school. And my yes. and I went to my, and I went to my neighbor, my neighborhood schools. You know what I'm saying? Like I was in I was in my neighborhood schools, but they would bus you back in the day. I remember, I don't know if you guys had it, but you used to have to buy the little book of tickets. Nah, we didn't have that, bro. Yeah, we, we had a we had a book of tickets we had to buy. It was like five bucks and it was good enough for a week. You had to have a ticket to get on and a ticket to get off. And sometimes the, the bus drivers are cool. They didn't even worry about them, dude. They weren't even trying to, they weren't even trying to carry that shit around. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So you hit the block, you hit middle school. When did you like start figuring out this is the group of people that I'm going to hang out with. And, and what was the decision there? Well, you know, this is, cause this is late eighties and early nineties. So shit was active on the streets back then. It, it was very active, bro. You know, uh, you know, I was always that, that kid that, you know, I was taught to be, you know, respectful, bro. You know, very respectful, you know, and, uh, uh, my parents always showed me how to choose my friends, supposedly, you know, hey, I don't want you, you know, choose your friends right, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't want bad influences coming to the house, you know, nothing like that, bro. So, you know, y'all, I was always that, you know, that, that kid, you know, that, you know, I would always look at people differently, kind of, you know, just to, hey, uh, if it's okay with my parents, if I was to bring them over to the house and be, if it would be all right, you know, but, you know, most of the time, bro, you know, all the friends that I had, bro, everybody was cool. Everybody mm -hmm. was cool. You know, and then, and, uh, and then you, yeah, hit, and then, so, so then you, so you and Pedro and Mark were, were hanging pretty tough. Did they all well, go to Keeler with you? No, well, Marky didn't go to Keeler, bro. He he went up. Uh, I think he was going to somewhere in Claremont. He was going to oh, school okay. in Claremont, bro. And um, it was a few of us that you know. Shout outs to uh, another friend named Javier. He was from El Paso, Texas, bro. That he was living in Lomita at the time, 
Uh, he, I've gained really good friends with him too. He just lived on, on Sunnyside on the other side of the block because well, I lived on South Tail. So he lived on uh, around the corner from me on Sunnyside. So, you know, I got to hang out with all these, you know, I didn't hang out with Marky so much because, you know, he was going out to a uh, different school, you know, and, you know, just a little few neighborhood kids, you know, that were going to Tequila at the same time that I hung out, you know, like I said, I didn't, my parents didn't let me hang out actually a lot, you know, my, when I first moved there, bro, they did not let me hang out a lot. So do you think it was because they realized that, oh, I want, yeah, maybe they had the, oh shit moment, like, oh shit, we moved to the hood. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's that, it's cause you, bro, it, you know, I have cousins from from the set, you know, from uh, Logan and all that, you know, and they knew it, you know, because they were up to no good. My parents knew that, hey, I don't want that type of environment in my house, you know. So that was, uh, you know, that's why they always kept a close eye on me. But, you know, they saw that I was a mellow, pretty mellow guy. So, you know, that I wasn't trying to do, you know, hang around bad influences. Mm hmm. And then, so you hit high school. What's the high school you went to? First, when I first uh, when I first uh, got into high school, bro, I went to Kearney High, leaving. Oh Keeler. shit! I went back to went back to Linda Vista, bro. And I went to okay. Kearney High. I, was, I went there for a uh, for a whole year for ninth grade. Okay. And uh, Marky went to Kearney. So me and okay. him were hanging out, bro. Just doing all, doing all the stuff right there in Kearney, man. It was cool, you know. So you might have been there. I think you were there at the same time. My cousin Richard and my cousin, I think it was my cousin Richard went there. My cousin Richard from yeah. Logan. Yeah, there's a lot of Logan people there, man. Yeah, you know, I think he went the same time as you because he knew Mark. Mark. He knew Mark. Yeah, I guess him and Mark had had some beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, brother. Like I said. It was it was it was a different time back there, man. You'd be surprised, bro. You know, what's the different times? You know, they were. Yeah. Did you feel comfortable now? Did you feel comfortable going back to to Kearney? You know, I, the reason why I did it, bro, was because I wanted to get in touch with my old friends. You know, and mm -hmm. I had cousins over there, like like primas. You know, I had my cousins that still lived in Linda Vista, and uh, I wanted to go. You know, be around them because that was my old crowd. Bro, and, I, and I thought I was going to, you know, hang out with my old crowd. But when I got there, it was totally a different thing, bro. I was disappointed. Your crowd wasn't there or your crowd was different now? It wasn't there, bro. It was different. It wasn't there. Everybody had, you know, split, a, split, a, split apart, you know? No doubt. No doubt. So before we hit your next school, when did you realize Mark? was sitting on all those records. Bro, it was a trip, man, because I, I, I would go hang out, bro, you know, with Marky. And they had a DJ system, his dad. Uh, rest in peace, Joe, bro. Rest in peace, Joe uh, Silver, man. Yeah, bro, rest in peace. Him and, um, and we'd hang out, bro, and it's like, man, they had a DJ system in the garage, bro. And I was like, oh, stop, man, they got some good records here. And, you know, I was into the old school, bro. 
even back then, before even they would play, even play old school jams, you know, 92.5 didn't play old school jams back then. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, bro. Cause we, my, me and my wife <laughs> and my daughter just got into this, this discussion a couple of days ago. We we're watching some movie with, uh, some, that dude that played the Joker, um, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Heath Ledger. And they got, and they got, they have a scene of the party and this is back. This is, they gotta be in the, the movie's gotta be in the nineties. They got a scene at a party where they're playing like SOS band and atomic dog. And I was like, props to the person that did that soundtrack. Cause you know, people weren't, weren't bumping that kind of shit in that environment. And like, what are you talking about? I'm like, and we had an argument. I was like 92, there was no old school station. 92.5 played fucking R and B and up to date shit. Yes. There was no old school stations back then, bro. But you know, since, you know his his parents were you know part of the like that old school environment bro you know from back in the days back in the 80s or late 70s 80s you know they had this collection of records bro a collection mm-hmm. of just old school records you know and i was just like wow you know i was like wow man listening to all this this music that i never heard before you know it was like funk, you know, a lot of the funk, a lot of jazz. It was, uh, you know, it was it was totally different, bro. You know, and we were we, me and Mark started, you know, ma- making tapes, bro, making our own mixtapes, you know, mm-hmm. using the Joe Silva's uh, DJ system. So I started DJing, bro. Yeah, I I started making my own DJ at home. So did you did you did you start learning the the to mix at his house or did you have your own shit at home to learn how to mix? Because I remember no, that was I one started, thing when I met you. You you could mix, bro. Yeah, uh, I was started at Joe's house mixing. They had a realistic mixer. He had two turntables, bro. You know, and like I said, bro, it it was cool because back then nobody really heard old school. Yeah, you know. And it wasn't even it wasn't even called that yet, bro. It wasn't even called old school, bro. You know, we called it like, you know, we called, we it, called it old school because it was old school to us. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know, we would be people would buy ta- uh, my tapes, you know, me and Marky's tapes, bro. We'd be slanging them and and they'd be buying our tapes. Sick. It was a trip, bro. You know, but why? Because we had that like old school vibe, you know, and later on, man, it, it, Z90 started playing old school. For a right. while, remember when Z ninety yeah. uh, went away? Remember it wasn't yes. playing like it wasn't playing like rap anymore. It was like an alternative station or something. Y- yes, yes. And then when right. it came back, it came back to as an old school station. They had, it yeah. came with the hip hop with the old school. They had uh, what's his name? Uh, the Magic Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Magic remember Man, that. bro. And he had his. I think it was like the old school Sundays. Or was it old school Sundays? Something like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, magic man. So, yeah, so he had the the stuff too, bro. He played some good stuff, man. I remember yeah, he's that. From, he's from that generation too, that Joe, you know, the, the Joe Silva's gen- generation, because he was, you know, they all kind of grew up together. Yes, sir. So, so you, you hit Kearney, ninth grade year, tenth grade. Where'd you go? Went to Morris, bro. Like, you know, I started going to Morris High, you know, because I was just like, nah, you know what? I'm going 
going back to the hood because you know Pedro was there. Um, my old friends from from Keeler, they they were going to more hey, because they they got disappointed that I was going to start going to freaking Kearney and not yeah. go to uh, Morris with them. But you know, at the time, my mom she was like, "No, you know, I think you need to go to Kearney." Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, she so- didn't want me hanging around the environment. Well, that's why she did it. So you and I were going to Morris at the same time then? Yes. Okay, because that's where I, I met Pedro. That's how I yeah. met Pedro was at, was 10th grade at, at, uh, at Morris. Yeah. So I started going to Morris. And, uh, man, I got into so much trouble into Morris, bro. <laughs> People hey, don't understand what? it, bro. Hey, but we have the baddest football team ever, bro. Right. Hey, bro, they were going to they – were, they were number one in the nation, bro. They were going to Hawaii every year, bro. They were like yes. – they were like 190 and old, bro. The, co- the, football, the football coach was the same coach when my dad went there, dog. Oh, wow, bro. Coach you know, Shackley? It, it, like I said, Coach Shackley, bro. So that was another thing, man. You know, it was such a uh, – how could I say a, a diverse uh, – environment and culture because you know you had the filipinos you had those samoans you had the mexicans you had blacks you had everything bro you know and, and from every neighborhood were, from, every from every neighborhood, neighborhood. bro every, that me and my brother i was actually uh shouts to my brother easy i was talking to a man and i go yeah man i remember going to kearney bro and you know every neighborhood was there Mm-hmm. every neighborhood yeah and uh and uh he goes yeah i go yeah bro every freaking neighborhood was there man you'd you'd be surprised bro you'd be surprised yeah so you so you're at morris now did you graduate from morris no but morris uh neither, i went hey, there for, for neither t- did i <laughs> You weren't so the much only trouble. one, homie. <laughs> you know, leaving, you know, getting into so much trouble, bro. You know, actually not even, you know, ditching. Ditching was the, I mean. Off camp- no, no, it wasn't ditching, bro. It was off-campus lunch. Off-campus lunch, you know. We'd leave to the back of the, you know, you know to the back field. The field. And, to yep. the field and kick it all Gone. day. <laughs> We was out. We was out. We had, I had a friend that when we would leave, he lived on Bullock. Yeah. So we would walk to his house and he had like a pool table and everything at his pad, bro. And we go play pool until it was time to walk home. Like, it was just like, it was all bad, bro. Like we got into so much shit, dog. I got, yeah, it it was bad. So it was bad, bro. You know? And so from there, you know, I got kicked out of Morris, bro. They didn't want me there. So I was started going to Sweetwater. That's right. But Sweetwater, bro. I went to Sweetwater. You know, I was there for, you know, continuation. Mm-hmm. I was in continuation school in Sweetwater, bro. And, you know, I started working at the same time. So, you know, luckily, uh, I started, you know, I like working, bro. So... I was just like, ah, oh, man, I could do, I don't need school, bro. You know, I could start working. I'm, still, I'm already getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know. What were you making an hour back then, bro? You remember? 
I was making like three bucks an hour thinking I'm you know? <laughs> balling, homie. It was balling, balling. Uh, three bucks an hour thinking you're all good, bro. Yeah, I, remember, like, I think my first job was like $4.12 an hour, bro. I thought I was the shit. Yeah, thought I was, you know, and then when my, I heard somebody bro, making my like first, my first job, my first my first job was uh uh selling paper, bro. Selling the paper, oh, you shit. know, going to door to door, bro. You know, oh, I thought you meant like selling. I thought you meant like sa- selling like fucking copy paper, dude. You worked for Dunder Mifflin, like. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the newspaper, bro. We go. It's bad. Oh, okay. This guy in the van will pick you up, bro, and drop you off in different neighborhoods and shit, and. Next thing you know, you'd be, you know, trying to sell the newspaper. That's crazy, yeah, Doc, because nowadays you wouldn't even get in a van with some strange guy. Exactly, bro. I decided not to go back to school, bro. You know, you know, I didn't graduate. I feel bad about it because I know it, it's it's hurt me in, in a lot of ways, you know, trying to, you know, actually better myself in different ways. And I'm like, man, I've had so many opportunities and they... They ask you for your high school diploma and all that, like, or G, um, GED. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, unfortunately, you know, oh, well. Now, so, you know, I never, I know, I know it's never too late, but hey, so know, I'll do it one of these days. So now let's get into how we met. So I met you through Pedro. Shout out to yes. Pedro. I met you through Pedro. And I met Pedro, 10th grade English. You guys heard the story. He was my first manager. Boom, boom. <laughs> manager Pedro. Um, and I remember him telling me, like, we should, we should start a rap group. And that's because I, I was always writing lyrics in class and stuff. And I had already got kicked out of Morris. And Pedro would ditch and come to my house because I wasn't yeah. in school. I dropped out. Like, didn't go back to school for like two years, bro. <laughs> And I remember he used to show up at my pad, bro. And he's like, hey, man, like, I'm thinking about, I think we should put a group together. I'm like, we, like, what do you do, bro? He's like, I'll be the manager. I was like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? He's like, you be the rapper. Okay. So like, how do I, how do we do this? He goes, well, I got a DJ. I got another guy that raps. And I was like, okay. So then he, I met you first. You came over the pad and you were the other rapper. You weren't the DJ. I was a you DJ, the rapper. but the I DJ had rapper. my DJ system. I was the DJ rapper, bro, because I, I, I had my DJ system already. And uh, uh, and I, I remember hanging around Pedro and I go, hey, bro, you want to hear me? I've, you know, been busting some raps. He goes, I'm like, oh, man, that sounds good, bro. You know, hey, we should. I remember we're doing it to the uh, I was doing we were doing the rap to the one. Uh, what's it called? Moments in Love. Oh shit! Okay. By the uh, what's it called? Moments in Love by the um, Art of Noise, right? Art of Noise, bro. You know how they had the instrumental at the beginning, so yeah. <laughs> uh, my ass, you know, trying to rap to that shit, bro. So you know, it was and but Pedro is like, oh yeah, man, we sh- we need to start doing stuff like that. Yeah, I remember you coming to my pad, bro, and you had your tape, and that's the first time I heard "Float On" by the Floaters. Yes. And you did the replica's the first that song's like 30 minutes long or some shit, bro. It's long. And I remember yeah, like the first half the instrumental, long, bro. The instrumental, remember? <laughs> and I remember yes. you had your little burst to it. And I was like, okay, this guy's cool. Now, where'd you get this record from? And you're like, oh, the homie Mark. 
has these records. And I remember like going to Mark's house and I remember feeling like you guys snuck me in right into the neighborhood because yeah. I was from Paradise Hills going into Lomita Village to meet the DJ. You know what I'm saying? That I ain't supposed to be there. Um, yeah. and, and, and it was it was pretty hot and active. And I remember getting there and I remember seeing like the crates of records he had, bro. And I was like, holy shit. Like this is this is gonna be like it's gonna be real, you know. Um, and we gotta tell the story, dog, because I, I always have to, just because it's Pedro. So I remember you and I were at Mark's house, and I wanna say we were working on some material, or you were trying to, I think you were trying to record the floaters, the floater yes. song. The floater song, yes. I was trying to and trying to loop it, bro. Yeah, and I remember Pedro at the time had just started smoking cigarettes remember that we were like six i think we were only like six we were all like 16 years old bro yes and i remember mark had uh where the dj system was at there was a couch in there and you can't and we were trying to record or whatever and i don't know if you were having problems recording something or if you were like just you were fumbling over your your words so we had to do a couple takes of it and i remember pedro sitting back on the couch bro he was sitting back on the couch (laughs) smoking a cigarette goes hey (laughs) <laughs> I remember him telling you, hey, bro, why don't you slow down? Why don't you breathe a little bit? I'm like, who the fuck are you, Barry Gordy? Like, who are you trying to, like, you don't even rap, dog. You trying to, who do you think you are, dog? He was all like, all chill, like some kind of manager on TV, bro. Why don't you just, why don't you slow down a little bit? Why don't you take some, why don't you breathe a little bit more? Oh, dude, I remember that shit, dog. <laughs> oh, bro. Uh, there's so much stuff, brother. I, you know, you have a better memory than I do, bro, so... Yeah, yeah, that shit was comedy, it, bro. That was that was comedy, man. Definitely. And the crazy comedy, thing, and the bro. crazy thing too, is when I did finally meet Mark's dad, come to find out he knew my entire family because he also grew up in Paradise Hills. Yes. Like he knew my entire family, bro. I was like, oh shit, like this is a small world. I didn't even know you would know my family. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing I remember back then. We were 16 years old. Pedro had a car. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, that Centra. Well, it, well, he first started off with this VW, bro. Okay, I only remember him yeah. with, the, with the with the Centra. Okay, but I remember his dad gave him a uh, is it was like a seventies Beetle, and okay. that's where that's where he learned how to drive stick shift. Okay, because you know the Centra was stick shift. Yeah. So, so I remember, I remember that time, like we, you know, at a six as a sixteen year old kid systems were booming you know what i'm saying like it wasn't like our parents were going to take us go cruising so whoever had a car you know you're trying to hang out with i remember i had my homeboy uh my homie joaquin remember my homie joaquin the guy that had the beamer yeah so my homie joaquin he was 15 16 year old kid that fool had an 89 beamer dude he had a 325i bro And I was like, how in the hell did you do that, bro? Like, and he had, he had that, he had a 325i, he had a freaking Nissan hard body, an 89 Nissan hard body. And then he had like this Ford Tempo Wow. and we would mob. Right. And then I remember when Pedro got his car, I was like, man, we got a license to go everywhere now. And then that day you roll up to my pad, bro. I remember that we weren't, we were supposed to be in, well, it was during school and you roll up. And I want to say you were with Tweety. You yes. roll up, and you're in the Monte Carlo. 
I was in with Monte Carlo, bro. Oh man, you know, tell us about the Monte Carlo. What? Well, uh, my my dad, you know, rest in peace. You know, he uh, gave me my first car. It was his first car that he ever bought when he came to the states, bro. It was a 1975 Monte Carlo, man. Mm. I still have the car, bro. I Bucket still seats. have the car. Bucket seats. Bucket seats. Oh, it was you know, it was a long. It's a long ass car. It's a, a boat, bro. You know, to me, it's a boat. And yeah. it rides like a boat. <laughs> I remember that too, because I remember rolling up. I'm like, oh shit, who's that? Oh shit, that's somewhere. Oh shit, that's your car. And I was like, hell yeah, we're gonna make videos in this shit. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that's and you know, and you know, back then too, bro. I remember my mom's, you know, they were always into their music, bro, and listening to their music. So I remember they bought a system for the car. He had the booming at six by nine. I had some freaking six by nines that sounded like woofers, bro. Hell yeah, that <laughs> shit was booming, bro. You know, and it was like two six by nines and a freaking uh, Pioneer deck, a Kenwood deck with a freaking Fosgate app. Little tiny little Fosgate app, bro. And it was, that thing was bumping. Hell yeah, I remember that shit. So, this is when this is around the time we were officially a rap group and we were called Southeast Clan. Southeast Clan, bro. I remember I remember my I remember my first rap, bro. I still remember it. Southeast <laughs> Clan is in the house. Something, something, or I'll knock your ass out. <laughs> that shit was whack. Hey, hey, do, do you remember when we were like, I think it was like I'm macking in attacking. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Oh, remember that dude? Yeah, that's right, huh? Macking in attacking. That was to the um bounce rock skate um instrumental, right? Yes, sir. I'm macking in attacking. So, so I, remember, I remember it started like that, bro. Macking in attacking, and we weren't macking shit because we didn't have girls. <laughs> I swear, dude. So then I remember we would just mob everywhere, bro. We try to go cruise down Highland. I barely, I know we recorded maybe like four songs, right? On my dad's task cam. Remember when I, my dad had his yes, recording? Yeah. yeah. And then I, I remember at that we, point. We tried to record in that slow, slow, slow song. Yeah. I remember we were, we, we redid that song that I was trying to do. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember um, you were trying to redo the slow song. We were trying to redo the slow song, bro. And, uh. Oh wow! Something happened outside. Hold on, real quick, it? bro. Someone crashed. It? You should Someone go crashed. take the camera out there. I know. Hold on. What up? What up? What's up, bro? We're back. Did you see pictures, bro? <laughs> oh man! I got crazy, audio that bro. shit, bro. It's, I thought somebody hit the. Uh, <laughs> I thought somebody hit the side of your like your sliding door or something. You know, like they come and bang on your screen door. Yeah, yeah, that's what it no, sounded it like. You crazy, dude. It's it you jumped, loud, you jumped. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, we had a um, we had a um, we had a car get hit in front of our house. Not because I live on, on a townhome, so I'm up off the up the street. But yeah. across the street from our townhomes, there's houses, and this lady's car was parked in the front on the curb, right? Yeah. And this car came and hit it so hard, bro. That it, it went into the 
it went into the uh, the 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 brick wall on the on the sidewalk. Like her rear end was in the front yard. No way. They smashed the shit, and then they tried to take off, so they pulled their front end off. They left their freaking license plate, everything, and when they tried to drive down the street, all you seen was like um radiator fluid transmission fluid you could see the trail where they all the way when they went well, all the way down to this was i heard him take off bro i don't know if you heard that when he had taken off no i just he heard hit, boom. and he took off oh, he took off right and i was like oh shit when i was like <laughs> i went outside and uh the neighbor all the neighbors came outside too because they heard it and uh Next thing you know, we're outside and the freaking car comes back dragging its front tire, bro, going down the hill. Oh, so dude. he's just leaving. I thought he was going to stop. And he kept on going, bro. Oh, so he's a hit and run on top of that. Drunk yeah. and driving hit and run. Yeah. So Man. they found my neighbor started, I jumped in his car and he started following him. And uh, next thing you know, he says that he was swerving on right there off of Woodman and everything, bro. He got far, man. He, oh, he shit. He came by. He was coming down this way, huh? Yeah. That's nuts. He's going out your way, bro. Fuck that. So I don't know where we left off at. We left off at Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Southeast Clan. Oh, cars. Shit. Your cars. You were talking about cars. So you had the Monte yeah, Carlo. Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo. We're talking about um, the booming systems. Booming system. We're talking about recording raps. We're talking about boom, boom, boom. Okay, so oh, the the slow jam, slow the slow jam. So yeah, we're doing the slow when did, jam. When did you when did you start rap? When did you started writing raps? Well, you know, it bro, it it came to a thing that when I was uh, you know, listening to the all the hood raps, bro. You know, mm. everybody was bumping the hood raps. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kept on listening to like, uh, you know, uh, what's his name uh, from ALR's in the house. ALR's in the house. What's up, brother? What's up, Omar, man? How are you? AL- Omar, ALR, ALR, Omar. What up? What up? Right, good. good to see you guys, bro. Good to see you again, bro. Same here, it's man. a little how late. Fresh out the shower. Yeah, I had to take a shower. It's been a long ass <laughs> day, man. It's been a long day. Um, it's been a long so you said hood, rap, hood raps, bro. You, you said Bulldog from 38. Who else did you have? Bulldog from 38. This guy, Augie from 32nd Street, um, from uh, Toker's 32nd. Uh, man, they had some badass raps, bro. Badass. Mm. And I remember I remember um, Bulldog from 38 was rapping with even with uh, Night Owl. Yeah, so raps with Night Owl, bro. Oh, shit. I remember all those, you know, and... You know, I had another neighbor. He had all these cassettes, man, uh, just nothing but hood raps. And, yeah. you know, I was like, man, I could do that stuff, bro. That, you know, I came, it got interesting for me. So I started writing raps myself. So, you know, then, when I was doing the DJing and everything. So there you go, bro. And then the love songs came. The love songs came, <laughs> man. <I> was- <laughs> <laughs> So I don't remember, yeah. and, and refresh my memory, bro. I don't remember ev- us ever rapping in public. No, back then we did not rap in public, bro. I mean, no. hey, I do remember when we tried to re- do a recording. 
you know, actually go up to a studio up in, uh, I think it was in like uh, Tier, close to Tirasana or something like that. Was and, I uh, with you that day? I don't think I was with you that day. No, it was, uh, was you, were you? No, no. Actually, actually it was uh, Marky and, uh, and Pedro. Yeah. We went and tried to get, uh, see how we could do some recording, bro, at a studio. Get some studio oh, time. Oh, no, bro. I was with you guys. We, yes. went to, uh, we went to Studio West in Claremont. Yeah. Studio West in Claremont, because I remember that. We went, yeah, that's right. We went and talked about studio time, how much it was going to, we had no beats. We had no producer. <laughs> we didn't have shit. We were just going to record. That's right. Yes. I remember I went with you guys. Yeah, damn, dude. I forgot about that. Hey, how much was studio uh, yeah, time back bro. then? 35 an hour. Bro, that, yeah, there was, there was, I was like, man, where are we going to come up with this money? <laughs> 35 yeah, an was, hour? It was 35 an hour. Strictly recording, mixing, and mastering was not included. That was extra. We also yeah, had damn. to buy our own. We had our buy our own reel to reel tape because it wasn't digital yeah. then. It was reel to reel. We had to buy our own. We had to bring our own tapes, and it was strictly recording studio, thirty five an hour. Now, if we wanted to engineer, which is the person that runs the shit, yeah, yeah that was fifty an hour. And we no, didn't have no. Was, hey, we were making. You were making three bucks an hour. I wasn't even making four bucks, and I wasn't even making four bucks an hour yet, bro. And we were just trying to figure out what it was going to cost to actually. And it's a full-on studio, bro. We're talking like a full-on studio, bro. Fifty-two-track like, hey, wow. board. We're talking about like this big-ass <laughs> grand piano. You could put a full band in this room, bro. Yeah, oh, one of those studios, huh? One of those like, studios, Studio West, dude. That my dad had. I got pictures of myself in that when I was like, um, I want to say I was like probably like three or four years old. I was in that studio with my with my dad and then we're recording in that studio. Oh shit. Yeah, that, that yeah. studio looked badass, bro. I remember looking at it, I was like, wow, this is this yeah. is really cool equipment, man. The stuff that I shouldn't even be messing with, you know. <laughs> shit, we used to pay 40 bucks an hour. And that shit was uh it was mastered and everything. Yeah, see, yeah, we didn't wow. have that shit. No, and I remember man, too, I then. remember going back to my pad too, Omar, because we that's how we found out my dad had recorded there. I remember that. Yeah. No, we so, went back to the pad and we started like I think we're starting to do more raps, you know, try to do more raps back then. Yeah. You know. Um were you there? I was I know I wasn't because I, I think I I think I got in trouble. I think I was in trouble. <laughs> um for the notorious, not the notorious, but the historical meeting between um Pedro and Chunky. Yes, bro. I was there, man. We went down to uh, right there off of Home Avenue. I remember went to some uh, a restaurant, and we tried to use the getting rights to, to see if we could use the the Chicano Park, Park Samba beat, bro, because we wanted to sample it. Yeah, you know, and you know, we wanted to get the okay from Chunky and Los Alacranes, bro. So it was Marky that went with us. And uh, Pedro and myself, and we had dinner at, at this restaurant. I don't know what dinner, what what re the name of the restaurant was. I knew it was right off of Home Avenue. I don't know what it was called. I forgot. Mm. But I, I that was a, one of the times that I met Chunky, bro. I was like, wow, man, I'm actually sitting here, you know, having dinner with 
with Chunky and his his family, his family too, bro. Oh, no and, doubt, uh, huh? Yeah, it was his family too, and his brother, and uh, and his brothers, and um, we're all having dinner, man. It was cool. Did you? Did he say yeah or no? Yeah, he, he gave us the okay. Well, he said that we there was another group that tried to use wanted to use the beat themselves, and he it was the Aztec tribe, bro. Mm. It was Haters. the Aztec tribe, bro. <laughs> they wanted to use shout the out beat. to Aztec tribe. Yeah, man. I remember they wanted to use the beat. He goes, yeah, I, I got some other. I remember that some other rappers wanted to come and uh, use the, the Chicano Park Samba beat, too. And they go by the Aztec tribe. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Because that's when Dago Town was barely. This was like, what, 91, 92? 91, bro. 91, yeah, 92. Like so Dago, Dago Town had just came out. or, or Yeah, it had just came out. That's the year it came that out. Came out, bro. Nah, 91, yes. 92. That's when it came it came out. I think it was 91, bro. Actually. Wow. Yeah, it was um, like 91, man. Yeah, because I remember I remember that too, because that's when we started going to like Aztec tribe parties. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they used to have parties yeah, over here it, uh, in, by the neighborhood. Yeah, right there off uh, Paradise Valley Road, somewhere around there, remember? Yeah, at George at their manager George's house. Yes. Yeah. So I remember we used to go there party and it was like, and I don't think I ever saw them there when I went. Um, and it was like, man, fuck that. I'm going to be bigger than these dudes. I'm going to be bigger than these dudes. Cause it was, they were hot, dude. Everybody was want, wanting to, yeah, like, everybody was on their jog, bro. <laughs> everybody was bumping Dago town, bro. Like it was everywhere. Everybody, I remember this, man. I remember this it. dude. You so, heard it everywhere, bro. Um, I remember, I remember being with, remember I was, uh, with Mark's cousin and I remember being in her car and she put on from San Diego, California. And I didn't really, I was like, I'm so tired of it, bro. So she put Dago town in and that part with some San Diego, California. And I popped the tape out and I threw it out the window. I was like, I was like, get this out of here, man. I'm tired of it. Like, cause everybody was playing it, bro. Like, everybody was playing it. <laughs> Damn, and, then I popped in, and then I remember I popped in a prime suspect tape. Shout out to Prime Suspect and shout out to yeah, Aztec, bro. Right? So yeah, I remember that dude. It was everywhere. Through the cassette, out it was the everywhere, bro. I threw it out the everywhere, window, bro. You know? she, she was mad, dog. I threw that shit out the window. Like, get the shit out of here. Yeah, yo, that show was. I, mean, I, re- I remember. I remember that even down at Morris, bro. These they uh, back in the days they used to have a parade on Skyline. Hmm. They used to have a parade on Skyline, bro, and the, the Aztec tribe were on on part of these parades, man. I'm like, man, these guys are big, bro. They're making it big. A shout out to the Aztec tribe because they they're, they uh yeah, they, they put it out it, there. They put, they put it out there, bro. They were the first so, ones, man. So for let's me. talk about this. Let's talk about this notorious car because I always associate Omar when it comes to his cars and his music. So Omar would always show up in the car. Right, whether it be the Monte Carlo or his car isn't down the line, but I want to talk about this car. He knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh yeah. One day Omar rolls up in a 79 or 78. It was a 77, bro. 77, 77 Honda Civic hatchback. Hatchback and it was, Honda Civic. And it was bro. yellow. It was yellow. We named it the Pac-Man. <laughs> That's how he got the nickname Pac-Man. That's so, how I got the nickname Pac-Man, bro. 
And then I remember he had a, you rolled up to the pad, bro. I remember this shit. You rolled up to the pad bumping who riders. Uh, was it shot calling, big balling? Balling. And that shit was banging. The, the whole car was just shaking with bass. I'm Rattling, like, dude, what, bro. The, what the hell you got in there, dog? He goes, oh, check this out. Look at what I made. So he had a five-gallon bucket yeah. with the bottom cut out on it with the speaker facing inside. So it was a it was a bazooka before was bazooka like a bazooka, was bro. Before <laughs> I was the one that was making them, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had was, two speakers <laughs> back in the days, you know. Yeah, he was and he was thwomping. I remember being at a Coronado that fourth of July in that car. And I remember just bumping. We were being that we were in the parking lot at Thailand's Park because my family used to go out there for Fourth of July to watch the the fireworks. fireworks and I remember being, yeah. remember that, and I remember being posted out there, and he's just bumping, and fools are walking up and just standing next to the car, like this shit is fucking slamming. And then I yeah, remember, bro. remember that, and remember when Pedro, Pedro, Pedro and I would smoke weed, dude, and then we like we go cruising Coronado. So one time, dude, oh, we were, Coronado. We, remember that we were we were on Orange Avenue in, Cor- on, in Coronado Island, right? And yeah, we're at a stoplight in Pac-Man. There's like four of us in there, dude. So we're all like, we're all bunched up in this hatchback. And this Porsche pulls up. <laughs> hey, and this hey dog, and this Porsche, and Porsche pulls up next to us. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then Pedro, Pedro goes, Hey, where's your piece slip? He's like, What? Give me give me registration. And so Omar's like, it's in the it's in the glove, it's in the glove box. So Pedro finds it. We get to the next light. And Pedro's by the time we're in the next light, Pedro's hanging out the window going, hey, with the with the registration. Hey. And the guy in the Porsche goes, What's up? He's like, I'll race you. Peak slips. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Are you serious? He goes, Yeah, Omar, show him. And Omar puts it in neutral and guns it. <laughs> this fool puts his Porsche in, in neutral and guns that shit. And I'm like, dude, there's no way in hell, bro. I know. So then, <laughs> So then we're like, all right, at the light, the next we'll go, we'll go to the next light. So they both punch it, dude. The Porsche takes off, dude. The Porsche is gone within like tenth, a tenth of a second, bro. The the hatchback's all <laughs> because there were so many of us in there, bro. <laughs> we get to the we get to the next stoplight, and the Porsche driver's like, give me give me your registration. And then Pedro's like, what are you talking about? We went we went around the block already twice. We had we have we have a special uh what do you say we have a special like a hyperdrive? He goes, We passed you twice. Give me your peaks and the guy goes, get out of here. Dude, that was some good times in that car, bro. Oh yeah, bro. Not only that time, man, we used to mob it everywhere in that everywhere. car, bro. Everywhere. Down there, dude. No shame on Highland. We'd be on Highland, no shame in that car, bro. No, nah, no, bro. I used to I remember going to uh when I used to go to Sweetwater and uh be mobbing it on, on Highland on the freaking Bumping, people were just like trying to look around just to see who in the hell was bumping so hard, bro. Because it was, you know, they couldn't, they wouldn't have thought that it was coming out of that freaking car. Man. Yeah, and and hey, we used to do that shit too. We used to go down to Highland. My homeboy had you? an old ass, old ass Acura, bro, like a fucking. Wow, it was old, dog. It was falling apart. Hey, but that system, that shit was hitting, dog. We used to go. Right? Hey, we always cruising, had it back, back, back in the back, back in the days, bro. You, hey. He could have a bucket, bro, but if it was bumping, that shit was badass, bumping, bro. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Nobody cared, dude. They had to just have the bump. Nobody bro. cared, bro. You yeah, know, so then, the- then, you know, then Marky, bro, that fool, you know, it's, you know, it's got his first car. And I remember he had a truck, bro. 
and we hooked it up too, man. He got some wheels. He had a mini truck back in the days too. Mm-hmm. I remember and that, man. And bro, we used to go everywhere, bro, everywhere. So the one thing I always remember about you, Omar, is that you would show up to the pad, and every time he would show up to the pad, bro, he'd have the new song, whether it be a local rapper, whether it be oh, yeah. like the newest one out, like you know what I'm saying? Like, oh look at that. Hey, you need to listen earn. to this shit. You need yep, to listen the to new this gangsta, stuff. Look at gangster <laughs> earn. Look at gangster earn. Oh, look, check out the big June. Oh, check out, check out uh partners of rhyme. Oh, uh, here's this Southie Trickeration, like 702. Like you always had like, all the that. time, bro. I, all the time, man. Just going to uh, Fan Mart, bro. That was, you know, we were, I was always, every week I was at Fan Mart trying to see yep. what was out coming brand new. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were always buying like the mixtapes when Fan Mart used to make the mixtapes. These mixtapes with the, with all kinds of like new artists that you never heard before. Mm hmm. And I was like, wow, man, you know, the, the stuff is bumping. I go, we yeah. need to play this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and just, you know. What'd you say? Fanmark was like, Fanmark? Yeah. Fanmark yeah, is indoor. it's like indoor, indoor swap meet we used oh, to have right okay. here. It was it's, like an indoor swap meet, bro. It's it southeast. For the hood. It's southeast uh, indoor swap meet. Oh, yeah. That, shit, that swap shit would pop off, bro. Like, there'd be drama in bro, there. Fights. Maybe, Bro, it, it was like a uh, man. There was like always like a car show going, man. People would just go over there just to cruise. Talent show. Did it have like different Bro, they, stores inside and shit? Like yep. nail shops and shit like that. Yep. They nail had salons. different. They had you know, like I said, people were you know inside, bro, selling their clothes, bumping their music. Um, you know, they had this spot where I forgot. He had a uh, nothing but the latest stuff of like underground music, bro. No shit. They, they used where, to have one of those. Out, we had one of those out here, man. But it was bad because it was the only one in town in Escondido. So everybody from all the neighborhoods went to go get their dickies and all that shit right there. So that that always, that's essentially bro. was Famart, bro. That essentially was Famart, bro. Always. Any man, hood, any hood in southeast, any hood in southeast that did not get along, you would run yeah. into them at, at Famart. Yep. <laughs> so, Famart or Price Breakers, bro. Price Breakers too. Famart or Price Breakers. <laughs> um. Got the Highland price breakers, bro. They used to have a dude that airbrushed shirts in there. Uh, they had shoes. They used to have that uh, jewelry place where you could buy the gold on a roll. You can be like, "Oh, how much gold do you want? Let me get like, let me get twenty four inches of that custom roll." Custom jewelry, bro. Right? Custom, custom jewelry, jewelry bro. Ring. The, hey, did they, the little did they have the sh- <laughs> did they have the shoes wrapped up in fucking saran wrap and shit on Hell the fucking yeah. display? <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh and yeah! Chained bro. up and chained yeah. up. Yeah, um, I, hey, I remember hey, that was the they, first we place. Go to the audio shop, the audio shop down in the, on the basement of Price yep. Breakers. Price Breakers, the, the Lemore yeah. sound. Yep, um, I remember oh, too at, at Famart. Was... That was the first place at Famart, bro, where you could go in and I seen people getting Padre hats, different colors, because yeah. they didn't have like you no. only had like back then you only had team colors were team colors. Like now the kids these days, do you get a black Padre hat? You get a blue Padre hat? You get a red Padre hat? They were doing that then where you're like, hey, I want this Padre. I want the SD on this hat. And it was a red one, yep. a blue one, a black one. Uh, let me get Rasta colors. Like they, it was, that shit was, and you get the jerseys, you get the black Padre jerseys. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Raider shit all over the place because everybody was a Raider I saw fan a fuck, back then. I saw a fucking red Raider hat the other day. Somebody was wearing a red Raider hat. Dude, Dude I seen a green one. Red Raider hat. hard, bro. I was like, what I the, seen the green fuck one. is this rare? Did you? I seen a, <laughs> yeah, I seen a green one, bro. There's a thing called um, Hat Club. I don't know if you guys yeah. uh, follow them. They have like all these different drops of hats, bro. They got like said so they're gonna they're gonna put out like uh, the National League West hats, and they yeah, they yeah. call it the last one was like a lemonade drop. So the yellow hats with the pink bill, that shit's bad, dude. They have a green no one, I the sour apples or something like that. That's what's coming out with tomorrow. They got some shit, dude. Shit, shit. you know what hat I can't find is the Padres the one with the I think it was the blue with the original colors on it, the white and the and the orange. And the orange, you can't find those motherfuckers. Anything like that, bro? Anything in that that era? Bad Mart is hard. They had it, but now it's either hard to find or super expensive. Yeah, I collect cats. So that shit. I remember I had a. Find, um, dude. I had a, a Padre starter jacket with the white S and the orange D. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I got would... the last. I got the last of the. Uh, fuck is it? Cleveland Indians. Cause oh, you know okay. how they can't use they can't use Chihuahua no more, so I got okay. the last ones of the fucking that like that hat. I was like, shit, fucking score. Oh, that's right, now they only have a C on there now, huh? Yeah, though. Well, they yeah, they fucking. I don't know why, but Cleveland, well, all, Cleveland, huh? It's it like the Cleveland, Redskins. The, the no, Redskins. it's the Washington right? football team, bro. The Washington football team. Football. There's team, another the team WFT. too, huh? Oh, speaking of cars, uh, Jeep Cherokee is not gonna be able to use that. That shit, uh, the Cherokee name no more either. They have to change it to something else. That's a shitty car. I don't know what they're gonna call it now. <laughs> hey, the old school ones are dope. Though. They're the gonna. It's a shitty car, that, dude. Those were dope <laughs> as fuck. The older ones. The yeah, cool, square man. Because I I like them because you know people you know off road them now and everything. It looks cool to to see, man. Because you know you don't see that stuff anymore, man. I try to My stay away had from it. like Dodge and all that Dodge and Jeep and all that shit, dude. Those cars are just trash. My homie had a fucking old ass Jeep with two 15s in the bag. <laughs> bumping though, huh? Oh hell yeah, dude! Bumping like a mother. That whole, that, when you have like a when you got a like an SUV, bro, with that open space, that shit bumps. Yeah, uh, bumps. Well, back then, even just you know, back then, bro. Uh, I had a uh, a cousin that you know he had a freaking uh, what was it a like a Chevy Love, little Chevy Love truck with a uh, enclosed uh, back. Bro, he had some house speakers back there, bro. This thing. <laughs> we just talked about that. So we just talking about. We were just talking about that. We just talked about. We had some house speakers back in the back of the truck, bro. This thing just—I mean, it would rattle your house. It was that. It was bumping that hard. That's funny, dude. It was cool, though, man. It was cool, bro. <laughs> or, or my homie had a Nissan. You know the Nissan trucks, the old school Nissan trucks. The hard body camper. In, yeah, he had a little camper in the truck in the back, and he fucking put speakers in there. Shit was hollow as fuck, dog. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, Omar. Yeah, bro. You remember? You remember this when you brought me a, a DJ Magic Mike CD? We'll fill the bass. <laughs> bro, have you ever heard that before, Albert? Uh uh-uh. uh so it's what is a dude it? from bro, you it's a dude least... from Florida. You could probably find yeah. it on like YouTube. It's a dude from Florida who used to make uh bass CDs, bro. So oh, I've heard I've is... heard a couple, but I never heard of him. No, no, so no. Like this you... is like this is like some competition, cool stuff, bro. For competition, no, no, yes. no, no. 
Yeah, it was, it was some of them was competition. Some of yeah. it was competition, but, but bro, you know, like, most of it was like big, big booty based stuff. Bro. Yeah, oh, when okay. it said when it said on the cover, we're not responsible for your ears or your speakers. Yeah, you shit was about to go down, bro. And that shit, dude, it was all over the place, bro. He's like, check this out. It was like, like, oh, dude, like what the hell, man? Yeah, I bro, know. Uh, you know that back then in the nineties, bro. You know you would uh that that Miami bass, bro. It that that was late eighties, early nineties. That Miami bass used to, you know, it hit hard, bro. You heard it yeah. everywhere, even in TJ, TJ, bro. Going to TJ. All that stuff was bumping over there, bro. Shit, TJ. the ones that used to hit, the ones that used to hit hard when my homeboy in the Acura that my homie used to have, fucking uh, Mr. Shadows till I die. Yo, that shit used to hit, dog. It was a bump, huh? Used to all oh, um, fuck yeah, dude. Hit like a motherfucker, dude. TJ, man, TJ was something because we were like what before we TJ, were bro. Yeah, before you know, that's the thing, man. We wanted to turn eighteen so bad, bro, because we wanted to go to TJ. Oh, yeah. So you know. And back in the days, man, I remember just uh, I was DJing, and uh, when I was DJing, man, I would DJ in TJ, bro, and at like at the family events and everything. So I would be DJing, man, and just yeah. playing music, bro, bringing all my records and everything. And bro, it, it was a it was a it was badass, bro. You know, and uh, that's another another cool thing, man. That from back in the days that we used to do, man, the freaking house parties were on and popping. Oh, yeah, house parties were on popping. Because you know what? It was like, you didn't even need to know who they were, bro. Like, house parties Yeah, we used to like... just crash, crash house parties in the back in the days. Good old days, dog. I don't remember yeah, house dude. parties that much. I just remember, like, going up. For us, it was, like, uh, the street races and shit. That was, like, the house party. Oh, you fast and, you're all Fast and the Furious. Fast huh? and Furious. You know, uh, I did that too with my brother, bro. He he was into that street racing stuff, and I remember he took me once, and I was like, "Man, this is totally different for me, bro. This is yeah. a totally different vibe for me, man." We used to go over there by the Wild Animal Park, going towards Ramona. Oh shit! And then uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's open, huh? Oh, dude, there was nobody, dog. There was no fucking body, dog. That that's shit crazy. was dope. Yeah, well, fuck it. And the thing is, like, it was so wide open. Like, if you saw the fucking cops coming, you could you would have. A, if you were smart enough, you just fucking dip. But uh, um, a couple of times, man, I just saw the fucking cops and just fucking fly up the fucking grade, dude. They ain't catching up. <laughs> no, no that was shit, good huh? times, dude. So that was some good times, man. That shit was fun, man. That it was shit. fun, so, bro. You know, it was fun, bro. So Omar and Miramar too. They had those in Miramar. Do you have Do you have any of your old records still? Do you have all your records still? I have all a lot vinyl? of my old vinyl, man. I have. I still collect, bro. I'm a big collector still, man, uh, of old vinyl. And, uh, you know, it all started, like I said, with, with Marky, man. Yeah. And, uh, what, and about, uh, what, about your, what about your old, like, San Diego rap CDs, dude? Do you have any of that anymore? Uh, no, bro. When it came to CDs, man, I remember just, you know, I was like, man, I should, why do I need this stuff? You know, I, you, you're like. I don't need this stuff anymore. You know, I don't need this. It's going to be here forever. Nah, like, I just go to Famar <laughs> and get another one. Is that still oh, there? Famar's still there, but it's not Fanmar, the same. It's still there, but it's not the same, man. It, they close, you know, they, you know, I think the internet just put them out of business, bro. No internet, sure. yeah. copyright laws, freaking bootlegging. 
the like, clothing, the clothing, clothing, like, like it used to be like packed to the walls with like stores. And the last yeah. time I went in there, it was hardly anything in there still. That was probably like eight years ago when I went, but it was hardly anything left in there, dude. Yeah, shit's hard to find now, man. All that clothing from back in the days, like it's hard to find now. Even Ben Davis, you got to buy all that shit online. Yeah, I wish I would have kept my Ben Davis jacket and had that black one. The black one uh, with the button with the little silver buttons and shit. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah man. man. I, I I didn't wear Ben Davis, bro, but uh back you in the cascade. Days, man, the cascades, bro. Yeah, we cascade. had to have the cascades with the little little strap around. Bro, that the was what? the shit. Cascade straps. Cascade cascade jackets. I don't remember those. Oh, uh, that's a southeast thing, homie. Ah. <laughs> hey man, we used to I remember uh, I had the cascade, I had the cascade trench coat. Remember that? With yeah, the lambskin on the inside, bro, with a hoodie. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? They used to have that too, bro. I don't remember. Bro, that. it's every like, dude, Easy used to have okay. Remember early NWA when Easy would have this black jacket and they have like a seam sewn on the front? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking that's about. That's a cascade, yes. that's a cascade jacket, bro. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Well, they, they call to... it they now now they call them um because they came out with the original stuff because the cascade wasn't the original, it was that. It was uh, uh, something Frisco something, bro. Frisco Benz. Yeah. Something Frisco, but they're the originators Frisco. of that. that uh, Frisco. That. Frisco Benz or some shit like that, right? Frisco, Frisco like Frisco no Bay, isn't it? Frisco Bay Benz or some shit like yeah. that. Some, yeah. Yeah, they're the they're originators of that of that style of jacket, bro. And what do you call expensive. that jacket? What do you, you guys call that jacket in North County, Albert? Uh, that jacket right there, now that you tell me, my sister used to have one. And uh, bet, I don't remember what the fuck they called it, but they used to get, take it down to the swamp meet. And there was a fool that had a fucking ironing press and they would put your last Letters. name on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have it. Fools would put, put with the neighborhood. neighborhood in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when you said that, I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, we call, them, we, call them ca- we call them Cascade because that was the brand. The brand, the brand yeah, that bro. we had was Cascade. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Cascade. But those things, yeah, those things were dope, dude. There's motherfuckers out there. They put fucking their whole neighborhood on there and shit like the roll call and you know what I'm saying <laughs> Ike, Rifa yeah I see fools in LA still sport that shit man well they're bringing it back bro you hey, bro, my prize they're bringing that bro, my, shit back my, bro. my tata still has his dude my tata still has a cascade bro no shit no he's still rocking his cascade huh so so yeah, that- Omar let's go to let's jump forward to 1994 so a oh, lot yeah. of people don't a lot of people don't know this, bro. But Brown and GPA era could technically be called the Brown and GPA and Omar era. Omar, because it was all three <laughs> of us together all the time. Yes, we'd be in there yes, like we'd be in there recording, and Omar would be there. Yeah, we would be there, and the Omar scenes, would. Bro. We would be there, and Omar would be there. So Omar, like. Break it down your experience of being at Reggie's house and seeing the recording going on, and that kind of explain from your perspective what that scene was like back then. It was it was on and popping, bro. That that scene, <laughs> man. I never thought I would see something like that in my life, bro. Because you know you had all these people coming through, bro, and uh, and just listening to Reg, man, and. The knowledge he has, bro, and everything he he was doing back then, bro, it was like, man, this guy is like he's ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because he, he was he was just doing some stuff that we were like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, we were wild, bro. And shout out Reg, to Reg, man, man. Like, I mean, shout, shout out to, to Reg, Reg, bro. You know, he, you know, I don't know, man. He had this ear, bro, when it comes to stuff that when it came to, like, you know, mastering and doing some stuff like that, I'd be looking at him and doing to see what he was doing. I go, and he'd be hearing things that we couldn't even hear, bro. And I go, bro, what are you hearing? You know, he goes, no, I need to fix this. I need to fix this. I go, bro, what? it sounds fine to me. I go, right. all right. And, but and I, yeah, I, Reg, it was crazy, bro, that back then, man, uh, freaking Reg was, like I said, man, I, he's always been ahead of his time to me, bro. So Reg, who do you remember man, seeing a, recording there, bro? Who do you remember seeing recording there? Because after after Madman's <laughs> interview, after Madman's interview, me and Omar were chopping it up, and Omar starts sending me, like, oh, he remember this song? Like, nah, who the hell is that? Oh, that's Reggie produced this song, and, like, because he was there at a time when, like, so myself, Brown, and Omar, we kicked it pretty heavily up until we were no longer working with Madman. Yeah. And then we kicked it with Omar outside of the studio for a little bit. And I know my lifestyle kind of got a little crazy. And then me and Omar kind of lost touch. But Omar reconnected with touch. Reggie. He was reconnected with Reggie at that time. So he was there. You were there for the... The Desperado album and all the other the albums Desperado album, all that you know, he was working with these, uh, with even Diablo, bro. I remember working with Diablo. He was working doing the Desperado album. He was uh, doing uh, who else was he doing? He was doing like uh, a lot of mastering, bro. He was doing a lot of mastering for different people, even for this guy named Junebug from Skyline. He was doing for this guy Malik. I forgot he was doing Malik some, Bo. you know, producing right. some Malik Bo. Malik Bo. He was doing some yeah, producing for him, for him, bro. Um, he was recording there some uh, stuff for uh, and who else, man? I'm trying to remember right now, but man, he was just doing all kinds of stuff, bro. So for me, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get in, be behind the scenes all the time, and learn what reggie was doing bro i wanted hey, to be that oh sorry diablo how, how long be has that he been in the game then for diablo's been in the game for a while bro it that was to, to me diablo when i first met diablo it was like in 1998 mm -hmm. like oh, 98 okay. 99 bro i didn't hear from i didn't the only reason i heard from diablo shadow yeah, so he when when Diablo was doing some of the stuff, you know, that Reg was you know mastering for him because I Reg was doing the mastering for him. I think he was doing yeah. some of the beats, but he was mostly doing the mastering. Okay, for Diablo, bro. And, and, and then he had fire, some, some, man. Oh yeah, and then he Reg was working with some like Banda stuff too, bro, for a while. Was, was he really? Yeah, man. He was doing some Banda stuff, bro. Oh, shit. I didn't know that, dog. No. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Bro. He was in a, I'm he telling you, man. Cover. Hey, he was working with a cover band called Banda Nachos, dude, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Like I said, man, I, I was there when he was doing a lot of this stuff, man. And, you know, it was a trip, bro, because, you know, 
I, I remember I introduced them to this uh, this little uh, banda, this chick that used to sing banda, bro, and she sounded badass. And and Reg wanted a recorder, and I think he did record her. They would bring the music, and Reg would record her, bro. That's crazy. Hey, so in your entire time there, Omar, your entire time there, who was the who was the who was the sickest person you ever seen record? Like who had their shit together? Who went in there and put shit down when they were in the studio? Yeah, it has to be little one, bro. Little one, oh. man. Yep. Shout outs to little one, bro. You know, little one. I was just like, man, when I when I saw little one come in, bro, I was just like, who in the hell is this guy? You know, because bro, every time we would go into the studio, little one was laying down tracks like track after track after track. And for that, wow. for his first album, bro. And yeah, we're like, wow, bro, like. So when we were there, so Tribe was there first when we got there. We get up in there and we thought we were the shit. We thought we nobody could fuck with us. Little one comes in and it's like, oh shit, man, we need to get our game up. This one was sick. And little one was just knocking out songs, knocking out songs, knocking out songs. They got to the point, at least in my perspective, where I'm not even gonna try to record right now. I'm just gonna watch this happen. Yeah, because that's one of what the- we were doing, bro. We yep. were going there the, just to watch to see what was going on. One of the things that impressed me the most was, bro, I was like, and I've, I think I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. It's just to me, it's still impressive. From the no, from the um, once in a decade album to wasted days and wasted nights, I never saw him write a rap down. No, it he was never all, wrote a rap. He down. already had it. He already had he, it done. It was bro. all here. He had it in his he, head. He He'd had write it in his, his head. head already. No shit. Yeah, bro. Damn. He would write it in his head. Freestyling, you know. No, no freestyling, bro. Well, like he would remember. Be- He'd remember it, bro. He would just come with it and he goes, I'm ready. He'd build He'd it line ready, by line you know? in his head, bro. Oh shit. And then Damn. his hooks. His hooks yeah. were like, hey, check this hook out. <laughs> Damn, for where'd you get that at? Oh, I just wrote that right now. Right now? Uh, yeah, on the way here. That shit's hard, dude. And then yeah, putting yeah. putting Reggie, like what Reggie said, his darkness to yeah. that darkness, it just it it was it, it clicked, was bro. It, it was clicked. a perfect storm, bro. That it once was a category it was a dark ass album, man. It was a category nine, bro. Like it was a perfect storm, bro. That shit was amazing to watch. It was amazing to watch, bro. Because uh, you know, you know, just seeing Reggie work his magic, bro. It was just, you know, incredible, incredible to mm-hmm. me because uh, just it was inspiring, bro, because for, as for me trying to do what he was doing, it was uh, very educational. And, you know, shout outs to him, bro, because uh, he was, you know, in, in the condition he was in, bro, not being able to use his full momentum of his hands. Um, and seeing them what he was doing, yeah, like just just tapping the keyboard, bro. I was just like, "What the hell? How yeah. is he doing this, man?" Yeah. When you when you hear it, you don't take in consideration of who Reggie is, and then when you watch it, it's like, man, he didn't he ain't letting shit stop him. 
No. Like, yeah, I talked to uh, Reggie. Reggie's getting that shit done, bro. What's up? I talk, I talk to Reggie a lot now because we talk a lot about drones and shit. Yeah, that dude will send me some fucking random ass videos of him just flying his drone and shit, like fucking yeah, four miles out and shit. Yeah, he's with he's it, man. Sick, he's sick with it, bro. He's sick with it. And that's yeah, the thing when he. And that's the thing. Whatever he gets involved with, bro, he get he immerses himself in it, and that's what he's involved with. Yeah, yeah. he so masters it, was, it, bro. So if it <laughs> he was masters and it, it. And, and just musically, if it was the Once in a Decade album, that's what he was working on. If it was the Brown GP album, that's what he was working on. If it was a Unity Clan album, that's what he was working on. He'd just get fully into it, and I think that's why his sound, in certain ways, is distinct, but it's different from project to project. Yeah. You oh, know, I and know like I said, sense. man, I, it, well, there's another thing, man. I remember telling him, Reg, hey, Reg, man, why don't we try to sample this beat, bro? Let's try to do this. Let's try to, uh, you know, give him ideas, you know? He goes, mm -hmm. okay, let's try, let's try, let's try this, let's try that. And, uh, you know, I remember you weren't there no more. And uh, when I, he was I doing the Desperado. I wasn't out. there anymore. I wasn't there anymore. <laughs> I got the boot. We was doing uh, he was doing a Desperado album, bro. And uh, I got, I was heavily involved in the Desperado album, helping Reg, you know, with that album, bro. You know, giving them ideas with some beats and everything, bro. And and it was cool, man, because I was just like, man, I'm learning so much and that, you know, I'm, I want to start my own stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, I wonder I if that has that. Has the Aztec Tribe ever worked with any other producers? Yes, there was another. Uh, the first on one on on the Desperados. There was a okay. track that another um, track that was done by this guy named Fernando. Yeah, and this guy Fernando, bro, man, and I forgot the name of the track, but man, he he was doing some badass stuff too, bro. Back then, Fernando. That's another producer. His name was Nando? Fernando, bro. Is that Nandog? They call I don't Nandog, think so. Think? Nandog. No, no, it's not the you know one. It's not the one I work with. Shadow. You know who I'm talking about, right, G? Yep. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's not the same one. Oh, okay. Thought it was him. Fernando. Sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was Nandog. Um. So, let's talk about that because, like, I, this is one thing that I always remember about Omar. Whether we're at the pad, whether we're in the studio, or even now, Omar's either sending me like youtube videos either trying to figure out what the original sample was i still haven't figured that one out by the way no man i haven't bro i'm sorry <laughs> dog um he'll send me this clip of a song and be like hey what song did they sample on here and i'm like racking my brain going through my little resources or he or he he's got a spotify channel that he made or you yes. made a couple i'd be I fucking with you. one heavy which is the Big O, Free Soul, Free Soul. I follow Dude, that, that shit, one, man. I that follow shit that is one. Banging, but yeah. Albert, you think I know shit about music? This dude, this dude right here, that fool knows his shit, dog. No shit, dude. Hey, fucking GPL so, hit me too with some fucking YouTube videos. I'm a big Dre fan, and it'd be like, look, fool, this is where that shit came from, man. That fool. Exactly, bro. That, that's <laughs> another thing, man. That you know. Uh, I was so heavily into the well. Another thing that started it off right here. Another, you know, let, let's pause it right there real quick. When I went to when GPA took me to 
Squeaky's house, bro. Oh, my uncle. Yeah, my uncle Squeaky. Oh, break man. it down, break it down to him, bro. His Let him know. Collection, bro. Looking at his collection, I'm like, what the fuck, bro? You know, I'm just like, and because it's oh, big, it, it's it's it's. How do I put this? So I remember growing up as a kid, I wasn't allowed in my uncle Squeaky's room, right? Which is Uncle Squeaky. My, my uncle Squeaky is my my dad's uh, brother, right? Um, and and you can only call him Squeaky if you know him. So don't walk up to him and say, "Hey, what's up, Squeaky?" Because that's that's not that's 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 someone that knows him. <laughs> um, I wasn't allowed in his room. So when he would go off to work, and it's like summertime, I go in his room and I start flipping the records. I wouldn't work his. I wouldn't play his, the records on his system because he's the kind of guy, dude. Like if his volume was at six and I put it at seven and don't put it back to six, he'll notice it. Right. So I would take that record out and I go to my grandmother's record player and I play that. And it was like, oh, shit. OK. So as I got older. Then my 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 uncle and I had this relationship where he knew I was trying to do my music. So he's like, go ahead, look through my records. And if you want me to put something on tape for you, let me put it on tape. That's when I took Omar over there because it was like literally digging in a record store yeah. because he just doesn't have funk. He just doesn't have like old school. He just doesn't have jazz, bro. He has like new wave and like it's it's all over the place, bro. Yeah. He still has you it. Know, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. I don't even know what it, I don't even know how much he has now because I haven't been there in years. So it might be like 10 times as much. I don't know, but he's got a shit ton of records, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. When Talk I about his dude, dude. Tell him about man. his. Tell him about his cleaning process of the record, bro. Oh man, the nitty gritty, bro. Oh that, that was the first time I ever saw the nitty gritty, bro. I was like, "What the fuck, man? What the hell is this shit?" You know, he put the freaking record on there, and you hear a freaking uh, like a vacuum, bro. That's like it was cleaning the record. I was like, "No shit." <laughs> This yeah. is crazy, you know. So he's like, man, he, this he's is so this is it. like this is straight collecting, bro. Yeah, Collectors he's so into items. it, bro. Where when he changes his needle, right? There's this thing that you put on the on the actual record, and it's got these measurements, and you should be aligning your needle to those measurements in order for it, to, in order for it to play properly. Because if it doesn't, the record has a groove that's a V. Yeah, your needle should be playing dead center in that that groove, but if you don't set it right, it could be set in here or it could be on the it could be on this side, right? And what that does, it wears down the record unevenly, and you start getting that. If you look at a record where it looks like it's got and like start hissing, white it spots, hissing. and it starts hissing, that's what happens. So he's like super, he's super like about it. Like if you see me handle a record, bro, and I know Omar's the same way, I don't pull it out by my fingers. No. I'm tapping it out, finger in the middle, this on the edge, and I'm flipping it. I'm not even touching where the – I'm not even trying to get dirt where the grooves are at because that's how it was taught, right? And then so there are so many, like, songs that were either on the Brown and GPA project, on the Hard Times project. Street poetry was a little bit not there because at that point, my, my uncle and I weren't really that close. But those two first albums were all mostly influenced off records that I dug in his room. And I don't have them. Like, I didn't even have records until recently, like probably the last uh, three, four years. I started, like, started really getting into vinyl. 
Um, uh, but Omar, dude, like him and him and my uncle, Omar and my uncle click. We my uncle always asked right for Omar, away, and, you know. He always asked for Omar, mm. and Omar always asked for Squeaky. You know what I'm saying? So one day we gotta hook you guys back up after all this COVID crap, man. We're I talking know, about bro. hanging out. I know. We have to, bro, because you know I gotta see his collection, man. I got I need to see what he has now, bro. <laughs> um. So. You 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 hang out with Reggie at that point, right? And then I just lost I lost track with you, a track of you, bro. Like you disappeared on me. Or I disappeared on you like the Sasquatch I am. Um I disappeared on you. And then yeah. when did I run into you again? Was it at a car show? It was at a car show at uh an event. You know, because you know, later on, bro, you know, I I I got married. So I, you know, I had my my daughter, and uh, you know, for a while, I was living at home still with my dad, my because my parents got split. So I was living at my parents' house with my dad, and uh, for a while, I still talked to Reg. I was mm-hmm. talking to Reg, you know, uh, he'd come over, and you know, we'd do a little things here. We'd go, we'd go across the border just to go eat, do something, you know, do something different besides the music, bro. And uh, for a while, you know, we we just hang out. We just hang out instead of doing music. We just hang out, just hang out, just hang out. And later on, uh, you know, I was like, man, I gotta do something different, bro. I need to start doing something different. So I started getting into the car scene again. You know, I wanted I want to build myself a low rider. So you know. I bought myself a, a 1951 Pontiac. Everybody's like, why do you want a Pontiac? You know, <laughs> you're like, supposed to have a Chevy, Esse. Yeah, you know, you, I was like, no, man, but it looks cool, bro. I want a Chevy. I don't want to, at first, you know, I wanted a, a 49 Chevy, bro. But and next, you know, this Pontiac came around and I was just like, man, you know, it's something different. It's something different. I want something different, something that nobody has. So, you know, I started building this car. My wife's like, you know, why are you building this car and this and that? You're not going to, you know, you know, it's not a, it's not a a car that everybody likes. I was like, no, you know, I'm going to build it for myself. But before that, I was uh, already working on bugs with my brother. I had a few bugs and, uh, you know, we were, we were building little VW bugs, bro. And I was cruising around with VW Bugs, just uh, I think uh, bumping, the shit, bro. Oh yeah, we we're in the VW scene for a while, bro. For, like for a couple of years, and uh, then I, I was like, man, I, I want something older. So I bought myself a bomb. So you know, now you know, I'm like, just getting. You know, once you get older, bro, you want to do. You know, you want to settle down. You want to do different things, and. Uh, and I started working on my car, bro. And, you know, I was like, man, I, got, I could do this myself. I started working on cars, man. I started working on cars. I started building my own car, man. And what you, what everybody knows me by now is that 619 Pontiac, bro. You know, I'm, I'm the Pontiac guy. Hell yeah. How long did it take you from start to finish to, to fix it? To fix it? It took me a good uh, probably like 10 years, bro. To Damn. where it's at now. So it, it, was, it, it, was, it was. It was. What kind of condition? It, when you it got was it. a rust bucket, bro. A rust bucket. 
And you can see it in the yeah. background on where he's at right now. That's the I was car just about right to there. ask. Yeah, that's it right yeah, there. That's that it right there. That shit is bad, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know it was. Uh, you know, I I installed my own hydraulics, bro. I you know oh, never you... worked on hydraulics myself. You know, and I, well, I've worked on hydraulics because at work, man, I, I've I've uh, I've done high, um, the heavy machinery. I worked on heavy machinery. So I've done the hydraulics for heavy machinery. So I was like, man, I could do this on my car. So I did, I installed my own hydraulics. Bro. How long did I it did take the, you? My own welding. Man, it took me a week. I did my own hydraulics, bro. I did, and I was just like, I could do this myself. And man, people give me props, bro. Cause they're like, man, you did that yourself? I go, yeah, bro. You know, cause you know, I have cousins, you know, my wife's cousins that, that have the, the hydraulic shop and everything, bro. And I was like, you know, I, you know, and, you know, you have a family to take care of, bro. So you're like, I can't be spending money like that. That's just expensive, so, man. Oh, yeah. So, you know, next thing you know, I was just like, you know what? And uh, rest in peace, my, my dad, you know, he's all like, you could do it yourself. I've seen you do it. You could do it yourself. I've seen all the stuff mm -hmm. that you've done. You could do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, you ever do yeah, it for anybody bro. else? I haven't done it for anybody else. I, I've gotten, you know, I've, I've installed air ride air, um, other people's cars. I've done the air ride, but the first time I ever did hydraulics was on my car. Bro. What do you find more complicated airbags or, uh, hydraulics? Um, I think the, Air ride is going to be a little bit more complicated in a way because, you know, you have to fit these uh, cups and everything into the suspension in the front. Big-ass cylinders and shit. And, and for, for the hydraulics, bro, you know, I thought I was going to – it took me more in doing the right measurements yeah. than doing installing them, bro. Uh -oh. You know, and so everything came – you know, I've always, I've always uh, been really uh, – technical when it came to wiring and doing all kinds of stuff because I, I i love it man and somehow i i rewired a whole old car before you know rewired old cars and put new wiring in them and doing installing all stuff right, installing systems in the cars installing oh, yeah. systems in the cars doing yep. all, all this stuff bro so it came natural to me man it really came Dude, natural out, to me bro out here we only had one spot that did all that shit out here only one spot in, in well, in Escondido is only one place I used to do that. And uh, um, other places out like Temecula, they had those places by the dozens. You know what I mean? So we had a 760 Customs out here in Escondido. They used to yeah, install yeah. all that shit, bro. All that shit. Hydraulics, airbag systems. Fucking name it, dude. Like customizing and all that shit, dude. That, that was some dope shit. Good yeah. stuff. Oh, it man. was cool, bro. You know, it, it, like I said, the low riding scene, I've been around the low riding scene for the longest time, bro. Even since, since I was a kid, man, just going, you know, watching my dad, you know, he had his, his own cars. Uh, my uncle, my tío, you know, having their own cars back in the days, bro. Back in the early 80s, you know, they had low lows, bro. They had, and I was, I was that kid, bro, that was always around them because they had the music, they had the low lows. And, man, I was, I was, that, I was that kid. I, was, I wanted to be around that all the time. So... You know, that's what, that was a big influence for me, man. A really big influence for me. Dope. So how, how hard was it knowing that you don't have a Chevy? 
how hard was it to, to source your parts? Bro, uh, it was so hard, especially because of the car my car is. It's a Canadian Pontiac, bro. So the original owners brought it from from Canada. So, okay. and it's, if you were to see my car, is more of the Chevy body style. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing that, you know, a lot of people are like, man, did you make that Pontiac? I was like, no, it's an original Pontiac, you know, it's, it, it, it goes, but it has Chevy taillights. I go, it's a Canadian Pontiac. So in, in Canada, the, I guess they all, this is how my, my friend, I have another friend, his name's James, shout out to James, bro. They, he's the one that sold me the Pontiac. Uh, he, uh, he's uh, like, they Canada just had like the leftovers of a of uh how can you say the leftovers of, of America they went over to Canada and they built themselves a car. Hmm. It's like the geo it's, like, it's like the geo prisms, dog. The geo Ooh, prism. Yeah. If you look at the geo prism, <laughs> my boy used to have one, dog. It was a geo prism, but it was a Toyota Corolla engine in that motherfucker. Those little yeah. ass old ass geo prisms, dog, those shits would run forever. Yeah, but it was a three, no, uh, Geo no... prisons. I think they were like three cylinders three or something cylinders. like that. Yeah, three yeah, cylinders, bro. The <laughs> geos. And so you step crazy. on the gas and be all smoky and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Omar, looking oh, back shit. at your experience in building your car, would you do it again, or would you building be like another on. one, bro? I'm building another one. So yeah, okay. I don't know I'm if you want to tell one. us what it is, but. Uh, it's no, just, just seeing, (laughs) just seeing the, the rarity of the one I have now, it's a, they, I think it was, uh, we ran the the numbers on that car and the one that I have now, the, my 51, they've only made 600 of those in Canada. So I'm one of 600. That's tight, dude. If you want me to sign it, I can make it more like more expensive. <laughs> and now I'll, uh, you I'll know, sign it with my left hand Sasquatch. <laughs> and the one I'm building now is another Pontiac. I'm building another Pontiac, bro. You know that I want to be known as the Pontiac guy. I nice. want to be that Pontiac guy. So uh, I'm building a 1942 Pontiac. Oh man, uh, convertible convertible sick so uh, when you built your first one to the one you're building now are parts easier to find or harder to find hard or no i'm a i'm a dumbass bro i want i want to be i want to somehow i want to get the rarest shit that is out there bro and i'm like i want to be that one that nobody has mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's even harder <laughs> now bro you know so uh, the stuff that I got when I got the car, man, uh, I bought I bought it uh, just from pictures. I, people sent me. Uh, I had a friend. I have a friend that he sent me. Hey, I have a because I, I told him I want a Pontiac. I want a nineteen forty two Pontiac. If you find one, let me know. And next, you know, he goes, "Hey, I found your Pontiac." I go, "Yeah." I go because I wanted like the fleet line. The fleet line looking Pontiac. I go, I want a 1942. And he's all like, 
I found it. But I go, he goes, but it's a, there's a problem. I go, if it's a four door, I don't want it, bro. I go, I don't want it. If it's a four door, I don't want it. He goes, no, it's something different. I go, he goes, I go, what is it? He goes, it's a convertible. I was like, oh shit. So he said, I go, send me pictures. It was, this car was in North Dakota. Bro. So I had a ship from North Dakota just from pictures. And the pictures, it looked all right. But when I when I got it here, man, I'm just like, oh shit, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> Right? I'm like, no shit. You know, this is this is this is a, a man, a totally different and the car was a straight rust bucket, bro. Totally but, totally different rust what? bucket, huh? Totally different rust bucket from the one before. So I'm just like, oh shit. But you know what, man? I was like, hey, I gotta do something. I have to do something. So you know, now you know. I've, I've had it on pause for a while, but now this year, I said, I have to do something this year for it, man. I need it. Cool. But this year, you know, like just getting parts for it was a bitch. You know, and I was just like, because if you were to look up in the internet, 1942 Pontiac convertible, you'll only find one, bro. Well, that's the one you have. And that's the one. <laughs> well, no, there's there's one on there. Just one. If you want to find another one, bro. That's crazy. I was like, how the hell is there only one that besides mine? Hey, man, I just did a mean-ass fucking brake job, dog. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Brake jobs are so overpriced, bro, because they're so easy to do. Seriously, uh, bro. That's another thing that I tell people. I go, if you're going to have an old car, you better learn how to work on your own car. Yep. Because yep. yep. it, it gets pricey, man. It gets pricey. You know, if you don't know how to, you're going to spend a lot of money, bro. Yeah. Shit, bro. My daughter had a, she has a Volkswagen Beetle, 2001. And the radiator took shit on that. So I literally took apart the whole fucking front end just to pull the fucking radiator out. And then put it yeah, back it was in like, and- dude, he's like, hey, what do you do? I go, what do you, why'd you take the entire front clip off? And he's oh, like, yeah. I got to get the radiator out. I'm like. You gotta take the whole front clip off to get the radio out, man. That's the sucks. whole, yeah, bro. The bro, whole fucking front end, just bro. to, bro, just to change the light bulb on my wife's freaking uh, charger, bro. In the front, you have to take oh. the whole front apart, bro, on the charger. Yeah, I was like, on the no Nissan. shit. Nissan Altimas, you gotta take uh to change uh change the light bulbs. You gotta take off the whole tire, and then go under. It's a fucking pain in the ass. To change like my to change- light bulb. In my Camry, you just go like this. Oh, and you put the new one in. Just like that. And it just goes like that, bro. You know? And then the other side, the other side, though, on the other side, so that's the driver's side, but on the other side, I just go like that as well. Just, no, you know, hey, man. You, know I'm just like, <laughs> you know, but you know what, bro? You know, it's a learning experience. I always say everything is a learning experience, man. And, yep. You know, you learn, you learn, and you're like, oh, shit. I, later on, everything becomes easier, man. It really does, bro. Yeah, they make that shit impossible sometimes, though, duh. Like, uh, some Chryslers didn't come hey, with a... Uh, that's, that's why they have YouTube, bro. Oh. Yeah, some some Chryslers didn't come with the oil <laughs> dipstick, dog. You can't check the oil. You got to buy that yeah. special... Well, for the, for the transmission. For the transmission, yep. bro. 
Yeah, because yeah, my, my camera, charged... my, my, my camera, you can't check the transmission fluid. I know. Oh, you can't? Can't? Why? No, nope. yes. I don't know. Why doesn't know. it have a dipstick, bro? I was like, I'm back in the days, you know, looking at Chevys and old cars, bro. You know, I was like, oh, I'm checking the oil on the transmission, you know. That thing, had like, it, that thing had back in the day, it had days it had like 19 dipsticks and you could sit inside the engine cavity. And now it has like <laughs> no dipstick and there's no room to even put your hands in there. Oh, oh no, yeah, dude. bro. Forget that shit. So, know, Omar, I can, like, I can... so you and I reconnect. We start hanging out and stuff. And um, it was on the music thing, bro. Again, yeah, back to the music thing, you know. So one day we started I started posting Omar. records and shit. So uh, the homie Renee, shout out to Renee. Oh, dude, by the way, Renee clowned you on the picture today, bro. Oh, oh the ALR, the one you oh. the one you posted today. He said you look like Fred Durst. <laughs> what picture, fool? What, you what posted, picture? Or the one you posted today when you next standing next to the La Colonia sign, dude. Oh, you saw that? <laughs> he, he called you. He said you look like Fred Durst. And I said, I said, you're I go, he's not a, he's not in that group Limp Biscuit, though. He's in that group Limp Dulce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I took that. Oh, I took that I picture said, out there, and the... and then I said it's not, and it's not Fred Durst either. It's Fred Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I catch a lot of heat for that picture, man. Like, oh uh, shit! Yeah. yeah. So, oh, uh, so Renee, Renee, Renee. Uh, he opens <laughs> up his coffee Renee, shop. Shout, shout out to Renee. Out he opens to up Renee, his coffee bro. shop, and he comes to me and says, "Hey, man, you want to play records on Saturday?" I was like. On what? He's like, you got a record player, right? And I go, yeah. He goes, why don't you just bring your record player down and play some records? All right, cool. So it just started off with me sitting down and putting a record on and playing records. And then Junior from Now or Never, he was there with me. Omar posted. Omar seen it, said, hey, when are you guys doing it again? I said, come come next weekend. So Omar came the next following weekend. And then he comes when he came, he came with this little tripod for his uh, his iPhone. And then he's posted that on there. And then the homie Rob, <clears throat> shout out to Rob. He shout shows out to Rob, up. Bro. Shout out to Rob. He shows up. So then now there's four of us, four steady guys. So we end up calling it the Saturday. It was originally the Saturday Coffee the Saturday Social. Yep. And then it turned into the Sunday Coffee Social. And then it turned into the Cars and Coffee, right? And we started calling ourselves the Socials. Because we, that's, it was the same guys, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. Then we finally put together a record swap. And literally, bro, that was like, cool. Omar, Omar could tell you, dude, like, when we first started playing records, it was just us. Shout out to Ian and his, and his girlfriend, Cindy, the Filipino couple. That was the yeah. first couple that was there when we played. Shout out to the, Ian and, the other and, one, and, and the, Cindy. And the, and the lady, the, the male lady, bro. Oh, Jojo. Uh, yeah, oh, the, lady, the male lady cool, Joe, dude, she went cool. viral. So we were playing one of the songs in there. It was like some kind of old school song that, and she started pop locking, dude. But she's in her, yeah. she's in her male lady, she's in her male lady <laughs> outfit. And then somebody posted on Instagram, bro, and it went viral. Wow, wow that shit was hilarious, bro. It was that hilarious. Shit was comedy, bro. Was cool. she went... <laughs> Joe, yeah, she's cool, man. So, like Omar, tell him like. How it just kind of brought people together, and essentially, dude. I don't, and I, we're gonna hit this, and I hope you're open to it. 
it was pre-COVID. So it was bringing everybody together just to it listen was, to it music, was, bro. It, it was just bringing, it's actually bringing the community together, bro. You know, it was, it was something cool that, you know, man, it was so many people coming by, bro. Coming by just to listen to music in the morning. And just listening, uh, have their coffee and listen to us spin records, you know, and it was just, it was getting so packed in there, bro, that we're like, oh shit, we're, we're going to have to do something about this, man. We, we need to go outside or do something because yeah. it, it was just, it was just overwhelmed with people, bro. So I, the, the, the one that stood out to me the most was we had set up, I want to say it was in like November ish december ish and this lady shows up and she sits down on the on the because they have like a little bar there she sits down on the bar and starts drinking her coffee and she's there for like three hours bro yeah just listen to us play records bro and, and i was she like would, hey, and I w- she, she would i'll be like she would be wowed of the stuff we were playing right and, uh, you know, and I'd be looking at her and just to see, she goes, I remember she was saying, hey, uh, where'd you, where'd you get these records from? Mm-hmm. I would go, well, I've been collecting for a long time. And, uh, and some of the stuff is that I've been playing is more of the new age soul, bro. Cause it, yeah. it's like the new stuff that's come out and that nobody's really heard before. Yeah. And and uh, um, and that was something cool because you know I had some people just like wow you know this is new music yeah and that crazy thing about it was so that lady was there for like three hours towards the last hour I go uh, hey how you doing you know I got her name whatever and then I was she was like you guys do this every day and I'm like no just Saturdays we'll probably do it every Saturday you should come back next week she goes oh I'm not from here and where are you from oh, I'm from Arizona. Oh, for real? Like, what are you doing now? And she goes, that was my first time in San Diego. And I was staying at this hotel across the street here. And I figured I'd come get a good cup of coffee. And then I'm sitting here listening to you guys play music. And I'm here. Uh, so we'll make yourself home. Dude, she was there for three hours. We didn't even know the lady. She was just grooving through the music. Yes. And then we have our record swap, right? And the record swap was good. We had like over 200 people show up to that. Yeah. And oh, then COVID hits, was- bro. COVID hits, man. You know, isn't it gonna COVID be a year just... already that COVID hit? Yeah, yeah, bro. So Omar, if you're open to it, if you're willing to share your COVID experience, please do. If not, I totally understand. Yeah, no, for sure, bro. You know, it was, you know, it's something and we didn't, you know, and I thank you, bro. I thank you for for helping me out. I really do. You know, it's I remember you know, my family, man, it hit me, it hit me, bro. COVID, it was like the beginning of COVID. I was like, you know, my dad, he he came, I remember he called me, he goes, hey, are you gonna be home? I go, yeah, pops, I'll be here. Because me and my dad were hanging out a lot, man. You know, me and my dad were always close, bro. Very close. And uh, he, uh, you know, he goes, I remember one day he goes, hey, are you going to be home? I go, yeah, Pops, come over, man. Just, you know, let's hang out. Let's do, you know, oh, no, I need you to help me uh, pay the bill, a bill. I need you to help me. Okay, no, for sure, bro. I go, for sure, Pops, I, you know, whatever you need. 
So he came over and he he first, you know, he goes, he was he was here with my family first because I was at work still. So uh, he was here with, hanging out with my family because uh, my, my family was here at home. And next thing you know, he comes over and he doesn't say nothing, man. He doesn't really say anything to me and everything. So I go, well, are you ready to go, Pops? He goes, yeah, let's go. So we hop into the car and before he hops in, he goes, hey, Omar, I need to talk to you. I go, what's going on, Pops? He goes, I've been feeling sick. I go, what's wrong? You know, he goes, I have this cough. It doesn't want to go away. But he had gone on a road trip down to Chapas, and he's like, I think I, it's something that, that I got going to Chapas or something, you know, when visiting Mexico. And I go, no, but that, that was like way before, you know, the COVID thing, you know, way before I go, no, Pops, that's not, that's not it. So I go, tell me your symptoms. So he's telling me all his symptoms and everything. I go, you know, and I'm, I, I'm a big listener of uh, uh, talk radio, bro. And I listen, I was listening to this uh, podcast. It was like a podcast. It was called Clyde Lewis. And he was talking about um, this COVID thing, you know, uh, uh, overseas or in China. And it's, you know, it was, coming over here and I was like man they were talking about the symptoms and everything and my, my pops had the same symptoms bro I was like man I hope he doesn't have this stuff bro because it's you know nobody knew about it bro nobody it was in the beginning stages of COVID you know so nobody knew about it so you know I go man I, know, I hope you know he's doing fine so I um I, I told him, I go, hey, Pops, you, we're going to have to send you to the doctors or something. He goes, no, nah, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. It's nothing serious. So uh, we sent him to TJ, man, and because uh, he lived in, T in TJ. And nobody in TJ wants to see him, bro. Because, you know, he's telling them the symptoms and everybody's like, oh, shit, he has, he has the COVID. So I told him to come back. And I, I make an appointment for him and they're like, no, you cannot come in and you cannot do anything. You know, he has to come alone. So, you know, he already had hung out with my family and everything, bro. So the first ones that get it, you know, he's already in the hospital. Next, you know, my daughter gets because he, you know, he hung out with my daughter, my older daughter. She gets it. And then my 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 other daughter gets it. And he's in the hospital, man. And, you know, I'm already quarantined, bro. We're quarantined and everything. So I was the last one to get it, man. And next, you know, I get it bad. And he's in the hospital and I'm in the hospital. And, bro, it just, it got bad, bro. Really bad. I'm lucky to be here, man. I, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be here, bro. I'm very blessed. You know, my dad wasn't, unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it, bro. He didn't make it mm -hmm. out of it, man. And, and so what was what was crazy is that I had during this entire time, I'm, I'm talking to Omar every day, almost every day or every other day, checking up on them. Right. And then he's like, man, I got to start my quarantine again. I was just done. I got to start it again because my this daughter. Right. And then one day he I get I see his number 
I get the phone call and I don't recognize the voice on the other end. And I'm like, who is this? Remember? And, I, and he was all like, it's Omar. I was like, what's wrong with you, dog? Sounds like someone's sitting on your chest, dude. It doesn't sound like you. He's like, I'm in them. I'm in ICU, bro. Yeah, and, and, and then, you know, the situation went down with that, but it was like, this was the first real incident that I was in, that I was close to where somebody I knew actually got it. And that's when I believed it was like, oh shit, this thing is real. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and fuck. It's crazy, dude. It was it was a crazy time. It's crazy. It was crazy because you know, it, like I said, we didn't we didn't know what they know now, bro. You know, back and this was early 2020, bro. So nobody really knew what was you know what to do yet. Except yeah. Bill Gates. It was fairly <laughs> it was fairly new, bro. Yeah. So you know now you know it's sad to say, man, but. You know, they're like they shouldn't put people on on the uh, ventilators, bro, because the ventilators is what is actually killing people now, man. Yeah, that's crazy, you man. Know, they stop, they stopped that. They stopped that, bro. They, they, you know, it's a last resort. Ventilator is a last resort. They say. Yeah, and what's crazy, dude? Like here we are a year later, right? I think San Diego or California just allowed amusement parks to open again yeah they bro. they said that baseball can can be open with limited capacity um damn it took a fucking year guys like it's it's almost a year now they're right. talking about now they're talking about a, a double mask um the governor was talking about having double mask people wear you know two masks so how the yeah. fuck are you going to tell us to wear two masks when in Texas that shit is done? Texas is back to normal. No more masks. No more Florida too, split. right? No, uh, no. Texas is like all out. Texas is mm. no more. No more social distancing. No more quarantine. No more mask. Everything is back to That's normal. That's crazy, bro. That's normal. crazy. I, and there's another thing for you guys right here, bro. I don't know if you heard it, but the CDC is saying to prepare for the, for the, what's it called? The zombie Second apocalypse, wave. bro. <laughs> yeah, the I zombie apocalypse, bro. I was like, ah, this ain't true. But I looked it up, bro. CDC, man. Yeah, I, seen that. I don't know if they're trying to be lighthearted about it or what, but shit, like, zombies, zombies but, have been in my bro, hood for a hey, long time. Hey, hey bro, I, me and my brother were talking about it today and we're like, Hey, bro, it's the I am legend, you know, like the Will Smith. Remember yeah. that? The, the yeah, vaccine, hey, bro. If you ain't seen it, if, if people are listening, they haven't seen it. I think it's on either Netflix or Hulu right now. Check that shit out. It's crazy. Bro, what, what caused you know, the, the apocalypse there? The vaccine. There you go. Well, the patent, up, for the, 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 the patent for the fucking COVID vaccine was they patented that shit like in 2012. So since 2012. They knew about well, well COVID strain. Coronavirus has been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. If you Different look on, if it. you look at all oh, shit, human coronaviruses. It's a cold, bro. This the SARS, but, the, yeah. SARS but virus, the, the SARS virus. But SARS this thing virus. was like was like Ebola. super gangster, bro. Ebola. It was like super gangster. Like it's it. Yeah. It was super viral, and it's just messed up, man. But Omar, yeah, man, like I, 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 
Fuck. I commend you for sharing your story, brother. I mean, I know it's kind of hard to talk about, and I appreciate it, dude. Did you get uh, a Omar? Good, it's a, did you get a vaccine now, bro? Omar? I'm not gonna get. I don't want to get it, bro. Because you oh. know, is is it, it comes? It comes to a point that you know you're you start seeing things and you start listening to things, and you know, not till I. I think I'm gonna wait. I, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not gonna get it, bro. But I think I'm gonna wait. Bro. That's, I'm still going to wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got, I got, got it. Albert got it. I got it. How right do you feel? It, How do you feel? I got it when it, I got it, it right like when this it came right out now. almost. It's like this. I got one. it right when it came out almost. <laughs> Did you get the second, uh, the second dose too? Yeah. I got the Pfizer. Um, Cause I worked at a like, hospital. They went like I that was, when they gave it to ah, me. Ah. <laughs> hey, 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 I heard, I heard that, uh, that uh china came out with a new uh uh the test, test the test the anal swab test <laughs> dude is that even real do you think that's real guys i don't know gpa uh, was like man I, i'm feeling a little sick man. <laughs> first in line baby i'm first again like, I'm, I'm all like <laughs> yeah man the first shot that me. i got i felt like shit bro i had chills he was crying fever. to me on the phone I hit up GPA, man. Hey, man he I called me, like... bro. He called me. Help I me. pick up the phone and I heard. What the hell are you doing, dude? Nah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got my it. grandfather. My grandfather just got it. He yeah. got his second. He got no his way. second one uh, like a week and a half ago, and I asked him how it was. He told me it ain't shit. He goes, whoever's oh, wow. whoever's saying it's messing up, they're a bunch of sissies. This ain't shit. Yeah, That's coming dude. from a 91-year-old 90, man, bro, that was born right after the Depression. Hey, tell him about your test, Jeep. He said they, Which one? that test wasn't shit, dude. The fucking... The... Oh, bro. <laughs> they did the swab. I, so I had, in, back in December, I, I had come in contact with somebody that had it. And so I needed to get tested, you know. So I had yeah, leading yeah. up to that. I heard, I seen the videos of the guy, like, gagging and people, you know. And I was like, shit, man, I don't want that to happen, bro. So I roll up in the I roll up in the um in the testing site and I'm all preparing myself and they you know they they go they swab your throat and then they swab your nose and so they did that and when they swab my nose it wasn't shit and I told I told Albert I was like bro that wasn't shit he's like what do you mean I go I had lines in the ninety that were nineties that were worse than that bro <laughs> I said all well, oh, that's like doing a, it's like doing a weak ass line with no drip no drip well you know what you you know the when they did, they swabbed my nose the first time, bro. I was like, they looked like they touched my brain, bro. I seriously, that shit touched my brain, bro. Hey, maybe that they did touch terrible, mine, but mine bro. had a hole in it, dog. You know what I'm saying? The dog, you got. <laughs> let me do it myself. Let me show it's done here. Make a tear. Didn't, like, even make a, didn't even make a tear up, bro. I didn't even tear Damn. up. Damn. Fuck, dude. This dude is a fuck. The toucan, dog. Bro, fuck. you have no idea, dog. dog. <laughs> we'll keep it at that. Oh, yeah. bro. No idea. So, Omar, what you got What you got on deck for the next year, man? What's what's records, cars? You know, well, you know, like I said, bro, you know, this it's a new year and everything, bro. Hopefully everything comes, you know, we get to, you know, do the social again yeah you know oh, yeah. that that's you know we need to do so we need to do social bro you know yeah. it's something it was something to do on the weekends man yeah once because you know because you know 
I was doing the car club thing for a while, bro. Shout outs to Pachuco Car Club. You know, I was rolling with them for a while. But, you know, you know, this this last year uh, and the year before, you know, I, you know, I bought my home. So I want you know, there's priorities, bro. So, you know, I was just uh, doing, decided to stay home and just do my own thing now. So, you Big know, I want, things. you know, I still want to do, you know, I want to do the, uh, still be around the car scene. I really do, bro. I really do need to be around the car scene because it's another love that I have is cars. And, um, but I definitely need a, we need to do the social again, bro. You know, this time take the car, just cruise around, do something, bro. ALR, ALR can, can film it and put it on live and YouTube live and, <laughs> Dude, it's 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 a it's a cool it's a cool time, bro. We're there for what? It's a cool time, bro. Are we there? Like it's seven? No, from seven to one. Seven. We're there from seven to one, bro. Seven to one in the afternoon, bro. Just playing records, and it doesn't matter what records you have, bro. Like I'll be playing like some jazz shit, and then Renee's son will come and play Slipknot. It was cool, man, because, you know, even the kids, bro, they were enjoying themselves, man, watching the kids uh, spinning records. Come bring their bro. vinyls. Yeah, they're coming in with vinyl and wanting to play it. They were they wanted to play vinyl, bro. That, that shit, was man. cool stuff to see, bro. The Cars and Coffee was dope, too, man, because that's when we were we, – we had all last year mapped out on what days we were going to do the Cars and Coffee. And um, the first, what, we did three or two? I think it was two. Two of them, yeah. Shit ton of people show up, bro. We're just playing records. So it's a it's yeah. a good it's a good thing, dude. We just need to hopefully, like I said, you know, if it uh if it goes back to normal, then we can handle it. But until then, until Renee puts out that bench that we would sit on and I don't have to wear a freaking mask and I can sit next to everybody, that's when I want to do it, man. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Like we need to keep in touch, man. Just keep in touch. No doubt. Just, just keep on sharing our music, bro. No doubt. So, Omar, shout out your Spotify playlist, dude, because, again, Albert, this dude, he puts me up on game. You think I got game? That dude has more game than I do when it comes to what got sampled, where to come from, no, no, thank who you, this bro. is. Thank you, thank you. Uh, even, even Reggie on his interview um, said that if, he doesn't, if I don't know it, he goes to you. Yeah, and we don't know it. We go to Squeaky, and if Squeaky don't know it, then it's out in the universe because we don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. So shout out your shout out your your playlist, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's the uh, what's it called the uh, soul? What's it called the the big O's free big soul. soul free soul? Uh, you can follow me on my Spotify and on the Spotify, and I have my instagram which is 619 pontiac i have the link on there too bro yeah to my spotify i know you have dap walk that one's a good one too dap walk and then uh yeah yeah. a lot of that if you like to listen a lot of that rare soul stuff you know they even you know these rappers that you know the 90s west coast rap that you know the where they sampled it from you'll hear it there bro yeah you know because a lot of that stuff, you know, was samples, man. Hey, oh, I'm yeah. going to – I'll say this one. The song that you have on the Free Soul one, every time that song comes on, bro, 
it's just it hits me in the soul you and i talked about this song bro it's the bill withers um make a smile for me it's make a smile know, for me bro i don't know like i can't tell you what it makes me think about i don't know i don't know bro like if i was able to ever write a song that could be that powerful i would want to write a song like that there's very few songs that i could say like dude that shit hits my soul that shit is that's a badass song dude yeah. i don't even know i never yeah. even heard that song before yeah no, that bill withers bro i it was a when i discovered it man uh i was like man this song is it's a beautiful song bro why is it why is it not famous you know yeah. and uh you're you i was listening to it, bro i was like man i need to get this on the 45 and they have it on the 45 and i bought the 45 and next you know you know i was like i found it on the, on the spotify i was like man this is cool bro this is a Albert, if you ain't heard the song, song if you haven't heard that song before, you got to listen to that shit. Never Bill Withers, send me the link. Make Bill Withers make a smile for me. Send me yeah, the link. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll like yeah. that song, bro. You'll you'll it'll, it'll take you to this thing that you'll you'll imagine this thing, bro. That you're like you don't know what it is, and you're like, oh wow. Um, one thing about the thing too is that um, Bob James, right, who Run DMC sampled for uh, Peter Piper. Peter and Piper, bro. I watched a podcast with him on it because I was I listening still to your thing. It. So there's a podcast that he's on it, Regulators by Warren G. So the main sample is a Michael McDonald song. Yeah, Michael McDonald. Doobie McDonald's Brothers. Song, Michael McDonald, Doobie Brothers. But the whistle part, that dun, 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 that's a Bob James song. He didn't yeah. find out that that song was a hit until like two years later. And he didn't get awful royalties for it. The Peter Piper oh, wow. song, which is a big hit for Run DMC. DMC, yeah. He didn't find out till like years later that they used it. So he didn't even get really paid for that. So they have this, they have this series on that guy where they start playing these classic songs. And he's like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that was in there. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that was in there. This guy is, like, probably one of the most sampled guys in the industry when it comes to hip-hop, and he really didn't make any money off of it. And that's, that's sad, dude. Like, it's super sad. Yeah, it's just like the the stuff they did with uh, uh, James Brown. Oh, yeah, dude. All, you know, he didn't get paid for all that stuff that got sampled, bro. Or how Dre did it with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Yeah, man. Well, Omar, dude, thanks for coming on the show, man, and chopping it up no, with us. And, thank you for having uh, me, bro. Albert missed the car me. accident in the front of your house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody well, okay, though? Everybody crazy. good? Everybody okay? Well, they totaled my niece's car, bro. It was parked on the, on the curb, and they just totaled it. Damn, dude. Dude, we, hey, were literally, we, we, we're, we were literally we're on the talking, podcast, bro, right? And all of a sudden, Omar goes, you hear boom and over it goes, uh oh, something happened. I got the video, I got the audio. It sounded like somebody came up to his window and screen door and just slammed on it. And then he's like, They just oh, let me go check real quick. Oh my god, hey, so and so they just hit your car. I was like, shit, that's crazy, oh, man. Some exclusive yeah. shit right there, man. I was, yeah, I told, what did I tell you, Omar? Omar, go take the camera. I want to see it. <laughs> 
bro. And it was a hit and run, bro. It was oh. a hit and run. I was like, no shit. To top it all off, it's a hit and run, bro. So, Omar. Oh. Omar, what's your – I know you mess with the show. What was your – what has so far been your favorite interview? My favorite interview, bro, it's when you guys chop it up together, bro. You and you and Albert chopping it, be chopping it up, bro. And you know the freestyle, the freestyle stuff, bro. I'm, I'm, you guys have me cracking up, bro. Nice, me, dude. You, you know my brother. He's, a, I got, a, I got my brother going, listening to you guys, and he's all like, bro, these, they're hilarious, man. <laughs> and none of it's written, bro. Like it's all like on top of the head. It just comes up, man. Like, <laughs> the freestyle hey. good. The freestyle is good, bro. The freestyle is excellent. But you know, my one of my favorite interviews so far, because some of the stuff that I never heard before was the uh, the negative behavior one. Mm. Everybody coming on, bro. That yeah. was like, oh shit! You know, For, there was some yeah. stuff that I I didn't even know about, bro. Because it, it was a time that. We, me and he, me and you didn't chop it up for that much for that long. Yeah, yeah. and it was when you were doing the neg- negative behavior thing. Yeah, it was. Um, it made me miss those times, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. It brought it back. It took me on a time. It was I time traveled right there. That shit was good, man. That shit was good. That was a really good interview, bro. That was a really good interview, and with Reg, too on and. To wise, bro. That guy knows his stuff. He right. knows his stuff, bro. That right. Oh man, Ooh. shout out to wise, bro. He knows his stuff, man. I I was like, I was, you know, listening to his podcast too, and how they break down the uh, the Shadows album, bro. I was like, no shit. These guys are saying breaking it down, man. Wise and yeah. six, man. Wise and six. Wise and six. Shout out to the G Funk junkies, man. Hell yeah, yes, look- sir. Yes, sir, Los bro. Podcasteros, dog. You like that one when I put know it his... in the post? San Diego uh, Podcasteros. <laughs> hey, man, if some of those... Hey, I was thinking about that shit today. If some of those... The conversations we have, if they came on a show, that should be rated fucking so, triple X. <laughs> what's crazy, Omar, is that we're like we're in a group text with, with uh, Wise and Six. Yes. Well, we're on two now because they started two different ones. I can't even keep up. I started and, an Instagram one. Yeah, they got an Instagram one, and there's a there's the other one on the telephone. And man, we go at it all day long. We just bounce stuff off each other, man. I think we it's, need to get uh, him on. Awesome. Uh, we need to get a, a part, uh, group chat going on with with uh, with Omar. Yeah, yeah, with Omar as well. Hey, yeah, so Doug's. I do. Oh, sure. I, this, I do want to take this time though, bro, because I I watched it today. Um, oh, yes. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Omar. I don't know if you've seen it, Albert. I did Mr. Little Mr. Little One's uh telescope room. Whew. His first his first uh episode came out today. And, I haven't watched it, bro. And he um and he and he interviewed young Diggy. And bro, it's a powerful story, dog. I even messaged Diggy today and I was like, bro, like that's you got a powerful story, dude. It really um I I, I felt where he was at. I the portion where he's talking about live for today, do shit today because you might not have it tomorrow. That shit hits home, bro. If you get a chance yeah. to watch it, if you if the listeners here are watching it, 
go check it out because it's not if you're expecting you know something similar to like a tony a or something similar to our show or the g-funk junkies that's not what that's not what the show is so far the first episode just kind of set the tone for something else so it's uh it's a good one man it's a good one I listen to it a lot, bro. I listen to all kinds of you know podcasts here and there. Me and my brother do. Um, shout outs to my brother, bro. Easy, you know he's uh, he's gotten me into listening to some different podcasts himself. So I was like, man, there's some so much stuff out there that people want to hear, bro. bro. I listen to this one called Hook Up or Hang Up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, I'm man. Down so- to check that one out. I'll tell you, man, this guy went out on a date with some girl, right? So the girl, so this is like, if they go out on a date and they don't fucking hear from that person no more, they get ghosted. What happened to this person? Who the fuck knows? So the, so the, uh, the girl called the radio station. She's like, yeah, I went out with this guy. He was all, you know, perfect, nice guy, whatever. And like, what happened to the guy? She was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. So what happened was the girl was a cop, is a cop, oh. and she actually arrested that guy a few years back. That's why oh, that fool didn't call her back. Oh, <laughs> so she recognized her and was like, oh, snap. <clears throat> no yep. shit. Yeah, he's hilarious, bro. Back. She's like, why not? Why aren't you coming back? Because uh, you don't remember me? And he said the name, but they bleeped it out. She's like, no, I can't. She's like, yeah, you arrested me years back i was like oh shit don't you know how bad that could have been too like that could have fucking killed her or something you know what i'm yeah. saying like, hook, hook is it called hooked up hook up or hang up hook up or hang up though that's all you see is check like that one out I'll, yeah. send, I'll send it to you and uh it's just fucking wild bro like that show have me cracking up sometimes right you like those one where the wife fucking calls in on the husband and the husband sends flowers to another guy like that shit <laughs> that's where hey that's that's every day at the 45s on 92.5, bro. The ro- where the roses. Oh, I listen to <laughs> that. Hey, roses, I'm, sub- right? I'm I listen subscribed to that shit too. I'm subscribed like, to that shit, bro. Hey, bro, uh, if man. you have not figured out these roses are not free, bro, you're stupid. Everybody knows about, everybody should know about War of the Roses by now, Doc. Well, exactly, like right? That. You'd be like, how in the hell you don't never heard of War, War of the Roses and you're you're they're putting you out there. Hey man, those is <laughs> there was this guy dude there was this guy he's like hey man can i can i send one to each girl i know <laughs> oh <laughs> bro if i was ever to be on that war of the roses i go hey could you split these roses and send them to different girls <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's crazy man cool Omar, <laughs> you want to shout out anybody right now want to give shouts out to anybody yeah bro uh, first of all you know, shout out to my family, bro, being very supportive, you know, of all the stuff that I do. You know, I know uh, vinyl collecting is uh, addicting. So, you know, it, it uh, like I said, true. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> Omar, Omar, that is a lie. <laughs> Buying vinyl you know, is not addicting. It, it's, it's a trip, bro. It, it's li- it's life, but it's not addicting. No. Yeah, it be, like, it, be... it's a good it's a good addiction, bro. It's a good addiction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna know. They're not gonna find out. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to hey, shout out to Seriously, Boogeyman bro. for giving me crates today. Giving me crates this week so I can 
put those records away. I guess he got tired of hearing me saying oh, I can't no buy shit. records on I can't buy records on here. So he 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 uh he posted he had rec he had crates, milk crates for the records, and I was like, I need some. He hooked me up with two of them so I could put those records away. Shout out to Boogeyman. Nice. Man, just go yeah, behind the grocery store. You find a ton of milk crates, dog. Those don't always That's fit. The same, They're not the oh, same ones, dude. There's the a certain same. size. Oh, okay. Certain size, I say. Bro. You'll learn. Hey, you'll learn I, I, you... I've been making my own, bro. I've been Have making you... my own crates. Check you out, yes. dude. I'll repurpose uh-huh. wood and everything too, huh? Yeah. Hey man, I got a sh- Hey man, I got a shitload of wood in the back of my yard. A lot of fucking wood. Is <laughs> that from your start... uh, your kitchen? Yeah, yeah. Why didn't the contractor take it? Why didn't the contractor Cause, take it? Because it was all I bought that shit, man. And he's the like, wood? "Oh, just keep it." Well, it was like wood, like pieces that were just cut off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and uh, okay, I got the you, contractor I got was like, "Dude, you could do little bonfires with this fucking wood right here." But it's a lot of fucking yeah, wood. As long as it's lot. not painted, bro. As long as it's not painted, and as long as it's not plywood. As long as it's not painted, or plywood, bro. Because plywood, cause plywood when you speed. burn it, when you when you burn the plywood, it turns into formaldehyde. Like, yeah, bro. You don't want to be yeah. burning that shit. Bro. If you're gonna smoke that shit, you want that on the cigarette. No, I'm just playing. Just playing. <laughs> so, for oh, sure, playing. For sure. It's a joke. Cool, Omar. Well, thanks for coming on the show, bro. I appreciate no, no, your time. You again, bro. I appreciate you getting through, working through the technical difficulties and the car accident yeah. at your house. <laughs> it, it's uh, it was a fun one. I, I when I text Albert out, he's like, or I called him, he's like, "You guys done?" I'm like, "Nah, bro. He, there was just a, like a car accident in front of his house, so he's gonna call me back." And then Albert was like, well, I have to poop and shower. So call me after after I'm done. So. <laughs> Albert. But definitely, Albert, bro. We, we, need Albert, to, we need to hang out, bro. We, need we to gotta hang find out. this out real quick, though, Omar. We gotta find this out real quick. Albert, do you shower then poop or do you poop then shower? I poop and then shower. Or it fucking depends. For what reason? For what for what reason though? To, to to hide the smell do you think the smell goes away or just no, because you no, feel dude. fresh after the shower you feel a lot more I fresh fucking, after the shower i fucking close the window dog and turn on the hot water dog <laughs> Ooh, oh, dude oh, like a steam like a stanley steamer in there dude <laughs> yeah i can the hear my Dookie wife edition. the dookie my wife edition like, hey, bro open the, my wife be like open the fucking window dude like your dude hey, is all sweaty. It's uh, all sweaty. Hey, you guys want to hear? Hey, man, you guys want to hear some fucked up exclusive shit, dog? Oh, here I, we go. Uh, we were fucking driving. It was this morning. I was with my wife and kids. It was it was early in the morning, and uh, when we all go together, we took the dog with us. My fucking jerk. I got a fucking hundred and twenty pound German Shepherd dog, and um, that motherfucker kept crying like, woo, woo. like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? All of a sudden, dog, my <laughs> daughter. My daughter's like, Dad, he just went poop in the back of the car. Bro. Oh, shit. Oh, dude, the dog doo-doo, bro. That's dookie. Oh, the smell, bro. Dude, I started (laughs) gagging, bro. I thought I was going to puke, dog. When it's in close close quarters, dude, it smells like someone took it and, like, rubbed your nostril rim with it, dude. It just it stays with you all day, bro. Yeah, yeah, like eating the smell and shit, bro. Dude, it was bad, bro. Everybody rolled down the windows, dude. Everybody's like covering their nose, and my baby's just there, like looking around. 
I'm like, like oh, what's going on? He looks at you because he reminds you when you shower. Yeah, because I was like, because we put this black, uh, this uh, like a black mat in the back for the dog, you know? Yeah, he mm-hmm. shit all over that, and it was watery. <laughs> oh, dude, poor oh, guy. Oh, man. You switched the food on him. Uh, you, you know what? You switched the food on him, bro? I ran out of dog food, and I, my wife always tells me, like, don't fucking forget. Don't make, don't run out of dog food. So she's like, oh, go to Costco. I was like, yeah, I'll go. I never went. And then my son comes up. He's like, hey, dad, there's no more dog food. So I went down to Walmart. Got him that. Hey, I got him that Buffalo brand. That shit's pretty good. My dog liked it. But no, I don't no, know, man. I guess know, it, it's, it's, No, you got to ease them into it. Yeah, they got to ease into it. You yeah, can't give them just with any food, bro, because, you know, like I said, uh, my daughter did the same thing. My daughter did the same thing not too long ago, bro. And uh, I go, they try to, you know, mix in the new food and, bro, the freaking dog was just farting he everywhere. <laughs> and he shit your car. He's like, hey, I got to go do to your car. Dude, that's what took that. He's like, you want to switch my food on me? I'm going to shit your car. That was bad dookie, dog. That shit was... <laughs> my son just... Hey, hey, he was warning you, bro. The dog know, was, he was warning like, you. He was crying, bro. He's he was like, like, he goes... Uh, the dog was like, you're about to smell the gutter, dude. Let me out, bro. Dude, my yeah. daughter's like, Dad, he's pooping. He's like, I heard him fart. <laughs> huh? I'm gonna shit in your car, dog. Uh, Dude, that was a <laughs> that fucking black gentleman threw it away, dog. Threw it away. Ladies and gentlemen, away. this is the Dookie edition. The first oh, hour was the Omar, the Omar interview, and now the second half is the Dookie edition. <laughs> Poor dog, the, Duke, the Dookie <laughs> files. I feel, I feel bad for you guys, bro. But fuck, man, how'd you clean it, bro? Just doing the hey, cleaning. My son, my son cleaned that shit. That black mat took up, it off. Bro. Took it off and just threw it away, dog. That shit's the worst, dude. Like you're trying to clean it up and you're gagging too. Your eyes are your eyes are watering and your stomach feels like it's gonna kill itself. Uh dude. Oh fucking man. Nasty, uh, I don't know what smells worse. Dog shit. Right <laughs> dog shit or cat shit, bro. Fuck. Oof. Yeah. Inside. Oh, you don't want to be around dude. cats or shit, bro. It's, it's, it's like a sour. It's <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> Have you guys ever stepped on cat shit before, dude? Yeah, it's, it smells like <laughs> sour shit, dude. It's like sour, it's like shit concentrate. All you need is a little dab here, homie. <laughs> Especially freaking cat piss, bro. Oh, oh that's the worst. That's the worst, bro. Especially if you change that litter box, brother. That litter box is nasty, bro. You mean the caca? You mean the sea of caca, dude? Oh one time, one time we're one time we were going to my homeboy. My, I was walking with my homeboy to his girlfriend's house, and that fool stepped on cat shit, dog. And he fucking walked into his girl's house like that, dude. Dude, oh, that dude. shit. Was oh. <laughs> I would have just thrown that my shit shoes away, bro. Penetrating, bro. bro. I would have just thrown my shoes away. I would have just thrown my shoes away. Fuck that. All right, we bought the closing out. Omar, yeah, thank man. you again, sure, brother. Coming on the show, talking about life, talking about music, talking about cars, talking about Dookie. Um, man, we gotta get Dookie you back and dog on the show, food. Bro. We gotta get you back, man. 
for sure, brother. I try to get, hey, I try to get Brown. Wait, on wait you know, tonight. we need to get Reg on here when we're on here, bro. Yeah, dude. Everybody, Brown, on here, dog. Bro. Brown wants to get on here, man. Brown, he we'll wants Brown to get on here, bro. Hey, he had his chance today, bro, and he said he didn't have room in the house he was in. So, oh shit, uh, he had his chance. Nah, he's, he's the one that wanted to. Do- he's in town right now. Oh, he. Oh, oh is he? He just got here yesterday or today, this morning. Hey, he's oh, in town. Shit. So we'll see what okay. we nice. hook up and shit. Cool, man. So with that, thank you for listening to the ALR GPA podcast. ALR made a grand entrance. Thank you for taking the time to do that. I know you had a little rough day today with your personal stuff, but I appreciate showing up to the show. Omar. Man, everything's good, though, man. Everything came out right good. Right on, man. That's, that's good to hear. Omar, thanks for coming on the show and working oh, through thanks, your situation bro. over there. And um if there's anything that, you know what I'm saying, you that I could ever do for you and your family, bro, you know where I'm at, dog. You know what I'm saying? Just love all day. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Just love thank all you, day, brother. man. Cool. For sure, yeah, man. man. That's right, the end of the brother. show. For sure, for brother. Sure. Peace. Peace.